0: Welcome to Walking Backwards, I'm Brad Grimet. Well, the strikes are over, so hopefully we'll be back to work soon Uh, Seems like an eternity since I've been on a set And I'm excited to get back to it, as I'm sure you are too Uh, As you can hear, I've got new music My friend Jeff Ilgenfritz is a prolific songwriter and musician And he wrote this for the podcast, and I think it's great Thanks Jeff And check out his band Florida Slang, it's one of my favorites at the moment Another thing I think is great is Walter Clausen. They sponsor the podcast and they support our community and we need more companies and more people like them in our business. Also, they make good stuff, which is key. You may have noticed I started an Instagram page for the podcast and if you didn't notice, you can find it at walking underscore backwards underscore podcast. I'll post the episodes there as well as on my personal page. So follow that to stay up to date with the show. And if you want to support the show more than just listening and want some extra content, you can sign up at patreon.com slash walking backwards. My guest this week is Lucas Tamoano. He's an operator based out of Brisbane, Australia, and we met for the first time about 10 minutes before the interview, so we didn't really know each other, but he's such a nice and easy guy to chat with that we ended up really getting along and having a great time together both on the podcast and off. Uh, he also has a podcast called Cinema Podgrapher that I was a part of, uh, a guest on a couple weeks ago. So if you want to hear the story of me uh, taking him and his friend to a Backstreet Boys show in Brisbane after the interview, check it out. Okay, on to the episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, Welcome uh lucas or lt yeah uh pronounce your last name for me just so i don't oh
1: tomoana tomoana yeah tomoana awesome
0: <laughs> you are you uh maori or, yeah uh? yeah yeah
1: so dad's dad's maori and, and mom's, mom's maori right yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah yeah that's right some people say maori some people say maori um and then mom's uh Samoan or people say samoa so samoan so oh okay so a mix of polynesian yeah
0: oh cool yeah cool cool um these guys the other night I met these Kiwi rugby players. Yeah. And it was late and we had a few and they were teaching me and uh, Pat, the guy you just saw downstairs, Pat. Yeah. They were teaching me and him the, um, is it Taka? The Haka? Haka shit. (laughs) Sorry. No, you're right. (laughs) So we're like screaming on the street and ah! (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. They were super cool and I kept screwing it up and they kept like,
1: yeah. It was great, man. It was a lot of fun yeah it's pretty uh spine tingling stuff it's like it's basically a challenge like you know um our people would do it before for before a number of ceremonies but also before they'd go into battle they'd basically square off with each other and it's right it's like a bit of a war cry a bit of a challenge and they basically say like i'm coming to get you right <laughs> and, it's how yeah. you get your blood up yeah it's like, get the like adrenaline. We're going. we're on our way and right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but then there's another uh, uh, formal c- ceremonies that like a cultural yeah, thing.
0: yeah. cool yeah yeah, well, it was fun to do. I, I, <laughs> I would didn't to have it. it. I probably didn't do it right one time. Should have had video. Didn't do it. Yeah, thankfully.
1: Were you sticking your tongue out and oh, yeah, man. In the eyes?
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh well, they were such nice guys, and they were like, "No, no, okay, do this now, and now say this." They were giving us all the what you say, and then you know, like the call and response bit of it. Yeah, which was cool, but you know, I'd had a few, so I kept forgetting the right thing to say at the right moment, and. But they were cool. Well, you it. gave it a shot, that's the main. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I give it 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, welcome man. Thanks for thanks for doing this. No, I've done a, a few with people that I literally didn't know
1: 1 minute before and you're one of them, so. Yeah. Well, I'm um, happy to be. here. <laughs> just to meet another operator and have a chat, you know. I've heard about yeah. this podcast, so, so you know, it, if we're going to talk about camera operating and all that, then yeah, I'm game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, uh it's uh infamous maybe i hope i don't know anyway no it's all been good things down under oh good so yeah. okay cool, cool had a few people recommend it to me so well
0: everybody's cool yeah even if they hated it i doubt they'd say anything bad because everybody here's so nice <laughs> but um and people aren't nice in america I thought, and... well <laughs> i mean well think about it too you know we have about 350 million yeah. right now yeah there's a lot you of guys people. have 25 yeah you know uh, you got a little more space. Yeah, we do. Yeah, so. it's a bit of tension, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, you know, you see the, the, the political stuff going on and this and that. And, mm. You know, we're a big country with a lot of different, like, people from different areas, like, with different uh, uh, different needs in the world. And, I mean, everybody wants to live a good life. Mm. Like, mm. I think everybody can agree on that. They just want to be happy and have what they need for themselves and their family and whatever. But, like there are different ways to go about it. And then, you know, arguments start and then you politicize stuff and then it becomes shitty. Instead of a conversation, it becomes a screaming match. You know how those things are. Mm. I mean, not that I'm having screaming matches with people. I got off Facebook years ago, but (laughs) I will post this on Facebook, but that is
1: all I get my Facebook for. Yeah. Online battles. Don't even bother. Don't even bother with that. (laughs) Not only can you not win, but you're just wasting time. Exactly. But, um, yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, sorry, just adjusting here. Um, by the way we've started in case
1: (laughs) you were yeah i figured i figured (laughs) i saw the laptop i saw it well some people are like
0: have we started already i'm like yeah yeah this is it yeah yeah, it's the whole thing yeah Yeah. i saw the waveforms
1: going i'm like we're on
0: yeah 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 yeah. you got it oh where did i put my phone okay so i can keep track um anyway so um so yeah so you were telling me downstairs what you've been operating three years
1: yeah well i started out uh, you know wanting to be a cinematographer and you know went to film school and went, yeah there's a special film school down in sydney which is like the national film school it's called um it's called afters aftrs and yeah i was like oh you know i want to be a dp like a lot of people was like yeah did, did documentaries commercials and then uh covid happened and you know, like everyone lost a lot of work and um funny enough i started a podcast and you know anyway, oh, yeah, you he, yeah, yeah, yeah i started a podcast and then a, a dp was listening to that podcast and he, he basically offered me a job on 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 a tv show a u.s show uh called young rock and he was like do you want to be C camera operator and then i jumped on that and i was like wow I think, who was
0: shooting it who was the
1: guy uh marty mcgrath acs oh yeah. okay cool yeah an australian cinematographer and um, basically, they had these American football scenes, and they, you know, Australians shooting American football scenes. They were freaking out, and oh, they were. I love your sport. <laughs> I love American football. Got I've been it. watching it my whole life. I actually, was playing at the time. You call it gridiron here now. Yeah, we call it gridiron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because the word <laughs> the word football can be. Uh, it's just easier it, to say gridiron than American football. Yeah, right. right and right, I right, think right. also like. Depending what state you're in, if you call it football, like in Queensland, football means rugby league. But if you go down south to the Victorians, football means Aussie rules. So it's a two. You know, Australians are very general; (laughs) they're not very specific. So we, you know, we call it gridiron or American football. Anyway, I was playing it. He he saw I was playing and he said, "Hey, do you want to come and be see camera operator for these cool for these scenes?" And then I was like, "Hold on a sec, camera operator might be." the best job on a film set and
0: oh once you started
1: doing it yeah and oh, i yeah, was yeah, like yeah. and then i sort of decided that don't, don't tell anybody else yeah. <laughs> i was like you know you're sitting at lunch <clears throat> excuse me you're sitting at lunch and then um you know you get the dp gets tapped on the shoulder to go to a meeting and you know we get to just chill out and i just realized that yeah camera operators all the it's all the fun without the pressure and um you're right in the thick of the action yep. Yeah, yeah, and I uh, fell in love with that position and now I just want to be a camera operator so cool been doing that for the last three years yeah good for you man mm. that's a weird thing to get at from doing a podcast it's not even about the business mm. like the film business it's about oh no 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 it is it is it oh is. that one is yeah my my, my didn't podcast, you tell me you
0: had another one that was
1: no it's just it's about career advice right for okay. film industry ah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. oh okay i misunderstood okay yeah yeah. it's a podcast i basically designed it because if you were leaving film school you know and you needed some career advice i found that i was just giving the same advice uh-huh over and over again to all these young people and i was like why isn't why aren't these film schools teaching these kids like how to get a job right and i was like man, I'll just broadcast this because I really want to help people out. And I just started broadcasting it. And um, yeah, it's just career advice for sort of people in the film industry, um, you know, like how to network, you know, investing in equipment. Uh, you know, we just had uh, my friend on the other day about like stepping up from a camera assistant to DP. So stuff that we think is, you know, just those conversations that we think might be helpful rather than just specifically craft conversations because I feel like the internet's saturated with talking about craft because you know if you <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah whereas like stuff that's more on sort of the business side the career side no it's a good
0: it's a good thing because you know um, they they don't well I didn't go to film school but from what I see they don't there's certain things that they should teach that they don't oh it's and, um, there's a huge gap yeah huge gap between the real
1: world and film school yeah
0: yeah I, I think more of the schools it seems like have started getting people actually working on stuff so that it's not like Years ago, we had a guy. You know, I was in Orlando, and we had a uh, we had a guy come as an intern mm. from the film school, mm. and uh, and somebody asked him, I can't remember who said, uh, "Oh, can you uh, grab that C stand for me? And bring it over." And he goes, "Oh, I don't do that. I'm a director." Oh, <laughs> gone. <laughs> not on this fucking show, you're not, buddy. So. Gone. <laughs> I mean, he didn't get fired, but he was an intern. So it's like... Sorry, I have to adjust this even more. Um, this table's low. But um, no, it's just like if that's your attitude and if that's what the film... I don't, I'm do not i not saying they were teaching him that, but it's like if that's the attitude you have coming out of film school, you're fucked.
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: Because you need a
1: go-getter like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Sure, I can do that. Yeah. And then you figure it out. Yeah. It's funny. Just before this podcast, I literally had a phone call from you know a random guy and uh-huh. he was like hey you know my name's i can't even remember his name but he, oh, was, yeah. he basically wanted advice oh. i said hey look it's all about your attitude and i said look we just want humble hard-working people yeah you know if you want to get in the camera department you've got to be a quick learner we don't want to tell you like two three times gotta be attentive stay off your phone like it's real simple stuff huh. but the amount of like young people that can stuff that up is
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Incredible. Well, you know, it's not a job where you can half ass half your day. Mm. It's not an office job where you're sitting at a computer and you can, you know, play solitaire or whatever the hell. (laughs) You know what I mean? When your boss isn't looking, it's like you need to be prepared at all times. Yeah. There's plenty of downtime. Yeah. You just have to be like right on it so that the moment you need to work again, you're going. Mm. You're paying attention at all times. Yeah. You can be bullshitting with somebody. Not really as an operator, but like if you're entering, if you're a second or whatever. Like, you're going to have downtime where mm. you can have fun and learn and whatever.
1: and But if you're not paying attention, you're fucked. That's yeah. problem one. <laughs> right? I also think, like...
0: Or disappearing.
1: You know, I feel like the art, the arts... I'm a sports guy, so I, I believe in, like... I don't know. I feel like the arts is strange because it's... A, you know, when people come into film, they think, like, you know, this guy says he's a director. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I could say, like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a race car driver. But doesn't make me one. Do you know what I mean? You've got to like I feel like people in the arts they don't believe in it. like, you know, if you say to like someone playing NFL, right? You wanna make the NFL, every person who goes to college football or whatever knows that they gotta do reps, they gotta go in the gym, they gotta like watch film, they've gotta, you know, practice their butt off, they gotta stay behind practice and, and and do more reps. But in the arts, for some reason, someone leaves film school and they haven't done any amount of work and they're and, they think, and they're like yeah right. I, I'm I'm already a, like a director. I
0: yeah, some people have a little too much act as if, you know, act as if you've already done an act as if. Yeah. But it's like if, if nobody's paying you to be a director. I mean, great if you've directed a bunch of short films, cool. Yeah. You're a hobby director yeah. trying to make a career or you're trying to become a director. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. But um some people actually there was a girl years ago an assistant who was kind of new, yeah, and um, and she would email everybody uh, time cards and stuff. They they were doing them digitally, mm. so she would email like she'd write the times and then email everybody on the crew or the camera crew, so we all knew like what the times were. Yeah, sure. And um, at the bottom of her email, it said under her name, it said director of photography. <laughs> Now, I know what that really means is like, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that's what she's aiming for. But you're not on this show. So like, and nobody, I don't think, really cared. But you notice that stuff. Mm. And it's like, but you're not a DP. Yeah. Not yet. Maybe you will be one day. But like, anyway, especially when like to co-workers, you're saying you're like... Mm. you're signing your name as if you're the boss yeah you're just not but anyway it's not that big a deal but totally it's the same kind of
1: mindset it's like yeah. you know yeah it's not to discourage it like you're allowed to have dreams yeah um we have this thing in australia called tall poppy syndrome have you heard of, have you come across this yet <clears throat> tall poppy syndrome so, yes i have definitely heard, heard of this it? but please for <clears throat> it's a cultural thing in australia which yes. is actually not very good don't stay yeah don't be the top basically if you're right. a tall poppy like a you know a tall flower people try and chop you down to be like the rest of us because if you say like hey i want to do something then people like will criticize you being like oh you think you're better than us Uh whereas american culture which i really love about america is that if you say hey i want i want to do this people are really encouraging they're like absolutely but in australia it's like you it's, know, there's some of everything yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. It is a cultural difference. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, and not to be tall poppy with people like this. It's not saying you can't be a director of photography now like you will be eventually. But sure. I think there's definitely a level of respect where you've got to be like, Okay, you're not you're not there yet. So maybe just calm down and put A me. little
0: part of it too was this person was not um the most attentive, the most hard working. It was the minimum all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And um she ended up well it made some mistakes and and got let go by by the bosses i won't go into details but you know it was it was a lack of like paying attention making sure you were on your shit all the time mm. and it's like yeah if you're if you think you're too good for the job which is how that feels it's like oh i'm i'm too good to be a second but i'll take it in the meantime and i'll be a dp soon mm. and it's like no 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 you're a second be the best fucking second 100% like try to be better than everybody, try to be the person that everybody wants to hire. Yeah. And then when you want to be a first people go, look at what they did as a second. Yeah. Or when you want to move up or whatever. Yeah. Wherever you start and wherever you want to go, if you work your butt off, yeah. On on the way up, people notice that and they're more likely to give you a shot because they're like, look how hard they work. Mm. They're going to try so hard to do a great job. Yeah. That's what you want in somebody. Effort. Totally
1: yeah and showing people that you care and I think I've seen a lot of young people they're like oh I want to be a director of photography and you can see see that when they're in that assistant role Mm -hmm. their mind is not quite present then they're just they're too busy looking at lights and they're trying to figure out the cinematography and I'm not saying you can't do that of course you can but it's a time and a place right and I find that your job is first yes
0: and then what you want to do then you pick up what you can Mm -hmm. when when you're not actively doing your job when you have a minute yeah. Like, yeah. give
1: like if you're in that second AC role, if you're a camera trainee, whatever you know, central loader, whatever it may be, uh-huh. give that a hundred percent. And then yeah. you know, when you have a moment, you can chat to the DOP or the camera operator and be like, "Hey, like, you know, mm. why did you light it like that? All that." Right. But if your mind is already skipped ahead five, <laughs> right. eight years, yeah, you're you need like I can we can tell we can tell when you're not giving it all to yeah. the current position. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And. Um, I mean it, it helped me when I was a PA and also in Florida the union rules are a little looser so a lot of these shops weren't union some of them were really big commercials but not union mm. but I was a PA and so the way I learned because I don't have anybody in the business you know I came out of news and um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anything about the business so when I was a PA it was like do this do that do this Drive this person. Get me a coffee to go. The so then when we were on set, when I'd have downtime, I, I'd see like the grips, like all of a sudden they all and they're unloading half the truck, and mm. so I'd go over and say, "Hey, can I help? Yeah, yeah, carry this, push this over there, carry this over there, whatever." And then the more you do that, it's like, "Yeah, yeah, let me show you how to tie the right knots on this rag to put on a frame," mm. you know. And then you do uh, whoever needs help, and th- that's how I learned about like when I was first learning Steadicam, that's how I learned about all the cables I needed by talking to the camera assistants and like helping them push carts, grabbing a bag off the cart for them when they needed it or grabbing a battery, a block battery for them that Mm. they needed to switch out and it's, you know, the sun's going to, you know, all that shit. It's always like just being attentive. You see who needs help. Like that was great for me because I learned about all the things and everybody got to see that I worked hard. Yeah. And then so when the grips need an extra guy they uh, sometimes tell the UPM, "Hey, we're taking Brad, find another PA." And then you get a lot more money. Yeah, anyway. Uh, I think I've talked about this on the thing be- on the podcast before, but I think it's a good rule and it's very helpful as an operator yeah. that you know what's going on with everybody. 100%. You know what the departments are doing. Like a great DP knows like it's going to take electric 10 minutes to get all that shit off the truck or 20 minutes or an hour or whatever the number is mm-hmm. and then it's going to take the grips this long to build that thing to go on that or the crane and then you see people like screaming and you're they're like how long and they're like 15 minutes and they're like it needs to come now and it's like <laughs> what <laughs> yeah yeah you know how you should know how long things take mm-hmm. same with ads it's like <clears throat> i don't know anyway you know, you know how it is. People, people should know and pay attention, like because this impatience and whatever, like stuff takes time to do. Yeah. So <clears throat> don't act like it doesn't. Don't get mad at somebody because it takes twenty minutes to build a crane or whatever. Mm. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I think I'm rambling now. <laughs> the, the, those years where you are, you know, say a PA or you're mm-hmm. a trainee or whatever it may be. You're like I like to say you got you got to be listening and learning before. know, <clears throat> <yeah>, Sorry. <clears throat> you got to be listening and learning and that's one thing as an operator like you're working with so many different departments like greens art department yeah you know electrics grips uh-huh. like the ad's with extras like and by knowing and understanding every single department you can be more efficient yeah you know like and you can be constructing that shot rehearsing that shot right you know i and you know it was the last three years i didn't realize how many different departments you need to be chatting to like here in australia like the grips take care of some of the blue screens and stuff like that so right. you you're gonna be chatting and be like hey we've got a gap in the blue screen so now i'm got a laser pointer out and i'm just like hey we need blue right there because uh-huh, we've got a big yeah. gap sure um yeah. so many different departments that you've got to mix and learn with i mean to yeah. work with and I wouldn't have known that unless I'd like done those years and years and years of like helping right. different departments out yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
0: no it's good it's good it's good training ground and you know I, I never wanted to be it's funny I never wanted to be in the camera department because I started shooting news wow for CBS in the 90s yeah and so I wanted to have my eye on the eyepiece and I would talk to the assistants the good ones that had been around for a long time that I knew mm. and they're like yeah you know you might spend two years as a loader and then five years as a second and then maybe 10 as a first and then maybe at a certain chance you'll get a chance to operate. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, because they don't really have a lot to do with each other. I mean, I've loaded mags before and this and that, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to do that whole thing. And mm. and now it's, now it's way different. That was more of an old school mentality is like you earn your way to operate. Yeah. And now it's just like people jump in and do it. And it's like, if if you're decent, and you can get work the more work you get if you're if you're doing good work you'll get more work
1: yeah i was literally just chatting to a young guy before and saying that you know going up the ladder was a very you know it was a tradition that was great but it's Uh, it's no longer that way in today's world like we're seeing operators come in from like reality tv and things uh like that i think as long as you can learn those systems and processes on that film set and you know work with those departments you know and if you're a b or a C camera operator not not annoying the a cam operator yeah yeah, yeah. then i think you'll be fine like sure panning and tilting all that production mode man that's pretty stock standard but i think there's all the other things that come with camera operating like managing your team managing time um Mm -hmm. you know making sure you're getting like your rehearsals in so you get it on take one those things that's stuff that you know that really matters well
0: especially as A, but also as B or C, like figuring out the dynamic between the director and the DP. Mm, mm. Like you figure out pretty quickly like how much a particular director, whether you're on a series where it's changing or you're on a feature, like how much they like to tell you exactly what they want Mm. and how much it comes through the DP. And then it's always different, you know? Sometimes it's like 99 to 1. Mm. Sometimes it's (laughs) 50-50. Sometimes it's 99 to 1 the other way. It's like, you know... And then some don't want to hear your ideas about anything. And then some want to hear your ideas about everything. Mm. Figuring that out really fast mm. is important. And you know, you said oh the painting and tilting is stand stock standard. Um I think so, but also not everybody not everybody can like um what's the right word? Because at a certain point after years and years it becomes like a robotic thing. Or it's like yeah. <clears throat> You know, and you start to think about other more important things. It's like early on, you're like, "Oh, where should I?" um, Like, you have to think about composition. Yeah. And then later, like once you figure out what the boss is like compositionally, yeah, then you just—it's just an automatic. uh, You know, not completely, but like you—you don't have to think about it a ton Mm. to just do that, and then worry about like, "Oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta squeeze." my seat in as we go past this thing because the wall's right there and i will I'll slam into it for that part of the show you know what i mean like if you're doing a long dolly move or just something or you're doing steady cam and it's like you know as i pass this this because i don't like to be dragged around yeah. so i use a lot of um i l- use a lot of like peripheral visual cues mm. to go through obviously it's very nice to have a dolly grip helping me and making sure i don't run into shit but like just knowing that, like, okay, in one second I gotta go. Okay, and then you make a turn. I can think about that stuff, and the composition stays nice. Somebody said to me years ago, "It's like if if you're trying to learn Steadicam and how to compose a shot at the same time, you're 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 in for a a hurting." Mm-hmm. You should know very well. Even still photos, go yeah. take whatever. It doesn't have to be now. It's super easy. Go shoot all kinds of crap on your phone. Yeah see what's good and what's not good and why it's good or why it's not Mm. good and you know i mean you can probably take film school on youtube now like
1: oh man there's so many resources out there like right there's this podcast like but going back to like practice like by the way you want a bourbon yeah sure (laughs) okay
0: i brought a couple of bottles
1: (laughs) what do we got from the u.s Oh, here we go. You pick. That's a California
0: bourbon. What do you? Oh my gosh. I drink both. I like both. So you, you pick one. I pour. You pick. I pour. You know what? You can have one of each. You can have five of each. It's fine. Oh man, this is a hard choice. What do we got? Lost Republic. I say you start with this one. Yeah. This is a little sweeter,
1: slightly smoky. (laughs) I'm a, I'm a bit of a bourbon head. Oh god, is this podcast going to get a bit more? (laughs) I get a bit more. Slow going towards the end. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. It's okay. Just ask Ron Baldwin.
0: Uh, um, Ron, whoa, whoa, Ron whoa, whoa, doesn't Ron whoa, whoa, doesn't whoa, whoa, remember whoa, whoa. the podcast by the way. <laughs> uh, anyway? And here's a water if you need one. Oh, thank you. Sure. Ooh, that was ooh, that. I don't have my padding here in this. Uh, oh, jeez. Oh, cheers. Thanks for that. How How's that? down
1: under? <laughs> Is it all right? Yeah, it's good. Came from came all the way. Oh, um, not bad. <laughs> Yeah, no, going back to uh, practicing, like, best thing I did a couple of years ago was just grab, I bought a Canon R6 and, man, I just, like, you know, my I don't play gridiron anymore, yeah. but I go down to the club and, and take photos and I'll just take photos on a Saturday and you're just practicing composition. Uh-huh. Three hours straight, just right. following action, composing shots, and then, you know, chucking it in Lightroom afterwards, you know, color grading it, whatever, but you can also analyze what went wrong, you know, where you could where you could go better, just constantly uh-huh. practicing and reviewing. Yeah, um, and so that does come. What well, you naturally. didn't plan on that worked out really great. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and seeing what works. And but um, it's interesting you say that about Steadicam. About like if you're figuring out composition and Steadicam at the same time, then you then you're stuffed. Like it's interesting because I I'm an operator and I'm going into Steadicam. Right. Yeah. So I'm just about to get my first rig, which will be uh cool. exciting. But um, yeah, I've heard that people have said that it's like don't just be a steady cam operator be a be a camera operator first oh yeah who yeah, does yeah. steadicam yeah yeah you know? it's not the old days anymore yeah you know yeah. in
0: the old days in the 70s well the 80s 90s uh f- certainly the first half of the 90s a, a lot of that was day playing steady cam work mm-hmm. even on tv yeah and now it's a steady b steady whatever mm. um and uh yeah you have to and and look most shows aren't er where that's like half the damn shows two long steady cam shots or West Wing where it's long steady cam yeah. shots
1: walk and talks right yeah. most
0: of the shows now you shoot a wide shot that they use for about seven frames and then you go into like you <laughs> know yeah, exactly um, not chokers all the time but you go into like singles or mediums or yeah. you know and, and um, that's where the show lives and like some of the shows I've done they become factories you know one hour TV can really become this grind of like oh we're doing this again Oh, we're doing this again. Yeah, you know um that's why I'm jealous of like. Well, we were talking about Neil before with The Last of Us.
1: Yeah, Neil Bryant, SOC.
0: Right, and then you know, and uh, God, another. I want to do to do Mr. Robot so bad. As soon
1: as I saw that yeah, show, wow. I was like, do yeah. you, Have you watched Mr. Robot? I've seen some of the compositions and stuff. I've seen bits and pieces, but. It's like I have heard that people say that on stage. It's like let's do it like Mister Robot. It's like massive yeah. headroom, like sort of like unorthodox, oh. sort of framing, like R- like yeah. really unorthodox. Yeah. And Aaron was a big part of that, their operator, and yeah,
0: wow, um, how fun. Yeah, he talked about it on the on the pod, but um, but just you know, um, just doing something like well, that's when you really have to think about composition. Mm. Yeah, and and they were doing it for. Well, you haven't seen the show. There were there's some reasons they were doing it that, mm. that work with the storyline. But it also was just different and cool and they did it well, you know. So many other shows started like not a lot, but some shows started kind of copying what they were doing. Mm. Um but you know, there's only one original and that was very original. But But yeah, anyway, uh with with Steadicam, like when when are you getting it? Very soon? Oh, or like you ordered it like, already?
1: Yeah, well within the next week or two, basically. Which oh, nice. is pretty I'm very very yes. excited. Um, haven't managed to do a workshop yet, but I was on a TV show last year, and there was a silver workshop down south, and yeah. didn't get down to it, but um, yeah, looking forward. I've been uh, using, uh, what was it, Greg Smith with uh, Cam Lessons. I yeah, d- yeah, bought his online. That's been a good course. Um,
0: oh, is he doing like an online
1: thing now? Yeah. Oh, See? Yeah. <laughs> he's at the curb, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's just, he's just released like a handheld one as well, so I might... <coughs> nice I might look into that yeah he's a really good teacher and so great yeah, if you're yeah. ever listening to this i appreciate he's him. a he's a good dude too yeah he yeah, seems yeah. like it yeah.
0: yeah and and he did some iconic iconic stuff uh yeah movie saw, wise yeah, yeah. He's done some like
1: stuff. some john wick and things like that yeah he's done all, i mean he's retired now but he's yeah. done all kinds of craziness yeah so <laughs> yeah so i'm pretty excited to uh oh, good. to get into steadicam like yeah. gonna go a pro vest and a pro arm and nice an artemis 2 sled and okay yeah we'll see how we go <laughs> but yeah keen to i'm a i'm a i'm a really into sports well and you're fitness. a fit guy yeah yeah, yeah
0: you haven't done steady cam before yeah. so you're gonna feel it in yeah. certain well you've tried it a little yeah uh, tried it a little right. bit yeah, yeah, yeah
1: definitely feeling it in the lower back and <laughs> right you know. so
0: like where you feel it you'll probably be able to make some simple adjustments to get it where not one part hurts too much, mm. or maybe your maybe maybe your core just needs a little more more work conditioning, yeah, th- just a little more time in the rig or yeah, whatever, totally. and then it'll stop. I used to get it in my back early yeah. on, you know, the lower back, and but that's before. Well, there were back straps. Uh, it's before the master. Mm. Well, the, the master vest never had back straps. I had them added, um, actually for a movie with a. Are you familiar with a gold, a G two Panavision gold? Probably not. Uh, <laughs> it's an older camera, big ass. Not never so met. So it's not for like a Millennium cam. or something. It's like it's yes before that. Or? But yeah, 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 yeah. Quite a bit before that, and yeah. and much bigger. Wow. And, and you used to fly one of those. Well, I did a feature where we were using one, and uh, uh, with. I think they're called the Z Z series. They're like fast Panavision lenses, but they're gigantic. And then a Pana flasher on top, which would, uh, it, depending on how you did it, it would either flash the film before it was exposed. Wow. Or flash it after it was exposed. It depended on, uh, what look you wanted or whatever. And then you could adjust how much flash. And this guy, David Mullen did some flashing work on different movies. And this was one. And, um, my first day on that movie because I I was day playing I did I don't remember ten days or something, mm. and my first day I was like oh god,
1: like how am I gonna get through? I've this? Never
0: understood. It was I think it was ninety something pounds. I wow. didn't weigh it. It was so much. I mean my master arm carried it. Um, I mean I'm talking about ninety like with all my shit on yeah. too. Got like it. not obviously not the camera, but I I can't remember. They're heavy as shit. Yeah and um and uh i was like oh god and my back was burning and this other operator was like dude you should get back straps and he knew what he knew like a um uh like a dry cleaner place that did like shoe repair and shit and they would put them on for you yeah, so they right. put back straps on so you crank crank those so that you're you don't get that as much right you know what i mean yeah. it's more it keeps you more straight gotcha. so yeah yeah, yeah. it pulls you sort of back. right you crank yeah. on those and then it, it It's less likely that your back's gonna like hunch back there. Yeah, right. I think. I mean, the pro now, they all have it. So yeah,
1: you run a front mount vest. I run a pro vest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Love it.
0: Never, never really used a um the classen the back mount or next. Yeah. I mean, I've tried them and stuff. Yeah. Um. It just never. It just never. I don't know. Yeah. part of it is like i'm a wide guy anyway and yeah. they're, they're they are wider yeah i think a lot of people love them and they're great for that and i think the weight sits on you differently and yeah. maybe in a better way in some ways i think a little worse in some ways a little better you know mm. i mean you carry that much weight yeah it it goes to your feet anyway yeah through somewhere
1: a lot of the operators in the uh united kingdom and and in new zealand they're using those class invests so mm. it seems like in australia and america it seemed to be a lot of pro and and tiffin but yeah not a lot of back mount um but yeah I, i'm like you i'm a bigger guy and an operator was like i don't know if you should go back mount first up because it's too wide mm. and uh he said yeah so i'm gonna give front mount a go and um just practice with that because he was talking about like doorways. here's the thing even if you become like a back mount most of the time guy yeah. you're gonna want to have a front mount vest. yeah still. that's exactly what he was so saying.
0: get a pro vest the best 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 vest by a mile mm. um,
1: how tall are you six three six three yeah. okay you should probably get the uh, the drop-down. The drop-down? Drop down? The world, Is that from Classen as well? Is that the drop-down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I have the... I think it's... They make a few different ones. I have the biggest one. Oh, yeah. Um, and it puts my arm where I was used to... So it won't affect you much because I was used to having my the arm ride at a certain level with my Master Vest. Mm. And with the Pro Vest the socket block is higher. Yeah, I the know master vest was down here. Yeah. What well, was technically adjustable, but the adjustment never worked that great and it would always just end up falling all the way to the bottom. Mm, yeah. So you ended up most people ended up riding it down there cuz it's going there anyway. Yeah. <laughs> the, but the pro vest like hard mounted right here mm-hmm. and then that drop down puts it right here. And for me being tall, so many actors are five oh. six, oh five three, whatever. You end up going down, and so if you can, if you can ride the arm at the place you like it best, yeah. Um, without having to shove the rig way down. Anyway, yeah. For me, it's fantastic, and mm. other people I know. Actually, I know a lot of people who maybe don't use them all the time. Some do, and but some have it and use use them quite often. It's a good tool. Mm. So mm. you might want to like that might be first off i don't know see how you feel with yeah see how you feel first yeah don't buy anything you don't need don't just buy shit to have shit
1: oh no i just figured you know do front mount i haven't got a vault yet i'm just gonna practice without the vault um because i just want to because i know that definitely do that (laughs) yeah because i know that i've heard that thing can fail quite a bit so um well yeah, has its moments. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure it so, does. I, I don't know. For me, it's like, you know, you've got a manual license and you've got an auto license and I feel like I need to learn manual first. I need to drive stick. Right. You know, <laughs> so I'm going to learn that, force myself to learn that and I'll sort out getting a vault later. You so. should definitely do that. Yeah. Um, and how long do
0: you plan to practice and oh man it's fuck really, around before you look uh, for work
1: maybe like i don't know three months six months i don't know i'm just gonna be in that rig every day i'm pretty i'm a bit of a psycho with fitness so like okay i love getting up in the morning i go for a. I went for a run this morning <clears> and then i do strength training in the afternoon so i'll go for a run and then i'll hop in the rig spend some time in the rig yeah and uh yeah i'll just keep doing it over and over till it's muscle memory
0: so there was a guy was it bob shit i'm totally blanking he was he lived in Tampa, Florida mm. he was a steady cam operator he, I, I don't know if he had lived in other places, but he was a, he'd done some big stuff, but people have told me in Florida that he would run he'd put the rig on the camera and everything oh wow he'd and, run with the rig and do a do a two mile run or whatever and then and then do he would go on like a, like, he'd go to, like, the playground or, like, parks and stuff and, like, run over picnic tables up and down and over them and shit like that, all with the rig on.
1: <laughs> that's a thing? For wow. him.
0: For him, it was. Wow. Uh, I, I'm not saying you should do that, but, um, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, I think he was in great shape. Yeah. Um, wow, that's incredible. But the more time you spend in it, the more used to it you're going to be. And, yeah. You know. um.
1: Yeah, different sort of muscles and all that. Like Yeah. Because people are like, oh, you're a big guy. You'd be good at it. And I was like, well, the more I hear about it, like being big doesn't really matter. It's more like endurance and all these sort of fine-tuned sort of muscles. I think
0: and, it like, can matter a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it matters whether you're good or not. Yeah. Um, actually, I know it doesn't. <laughs> there are plenty of shorter guys who are fantastic and yeah. then super tall guys who are fantastic. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think, you know, body weight to rig weight, mm. I think – you know, it's more impressive when smaller people are good mm, mm. because they're carrying like a heavy, a higher percentage of their own body weight around. So, I mean, for me, I'm six five two twenty five, so when I'm carrying sixty five pounds or whatever, it's um, you know, I, it's taxing uh, eventually. But for somebody who weighs one sixty, it's going to be even more taxing. It's yeah. just I don't know. Anyway. I think it's advantage to be big, I, just a lucky advantage. I don't think it'll make you a better operator at all. Mm. I just think it will
1: make your endurance endurance better, quicker, maybe. Totally. We just, um, I'm part of the uh, the ACS, the Australian Cinematographers Society, and we just did a uh, well, dee <laughs> Well, like I'm not, I don't have letters. I know, I'm just I'm kidding I'm, around. <laughs> <about it. laughs> um, but I'm, I will help run things basically because we don't have an operator organization down under, mm-hmm. so we, you know, a lot of Australians have SOC accreditation. Yeah. Or, yeah, um, yeah. So ACS is kind of like our community of where we hang out. And um, we just ran a handheld operating workshop and it was interesting to see all the different shapes and sizes. But Mm -hmm. I had sort of bad news for all the taller operators. (laughs) I was like, you know, uh, there's obviously a number of methods with handheld operating, but you know me personally if i'm static I'm um, you know i like a cine saddle or like do you guys use cine saddle in australia uh, I mean, in america sorry uh, some people yeah i'm not a big fan to be honest yeah but Ooh. some people are yeah sometimes i use an easy rig just to get that because you know camera most of the time the average height is around my chest right and so i don't know about you but i don't want to be squatting for like you know a two minute three minute take Uh, (laughs) but like with it on my shoulder but if i'm tracking then i'll put it on the shoulder yeah yeah. um but yeah that's just what works for me but i definitely don't be walking around with an easy rig because it's just not that tall um you know sometimes it works with like action stuff but i'm usually on the shoulder if i'm tracking or yeah if i'm static I'll, i'll chuck an easy rig on just to sort of get that camera Low enough. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I you know I've used an easy rig rig exactly one day on a feature, mm. um, and the DP not was a like, fan. Not a fan. Um, obviously, <laughs> not really. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I have no problem in, if if it works for you. That's great. Mm. Um, for me, well, also I do see you've seen this too. Probably, you can spot an easy rig sometimes. When it's moving through the house, and you get that oh, that sway, that swing, yeah, and um, but even like
1: fore and aft as well, like it's a it's bobbing yeah. up and down on yes. a, on a on a rope basically yeah, yeah. and
0: yeah. We, if you're trying to move fast with it and stuff, it could mm. be, um, but you know um, knee pads and um and um, joints are uh, a, a handheld operator's best friends, you know, mm-hmm. uh, bend over, I mean <laughs> three minutes okay you're right that's, that's like rough if you're t- completely locked off but yeah. you know a lot of times I sit into an apple box true uh, or, uh, or into a, a rolling butt um, a, a dolly or mm. uh, even a dolly sometimes you sit down on the totally. whatever totally. but you know so like if it's really three minutes static mm. there's an easy way to get to that spot and then have your dolly grip just slide a whatever height you need right under your butt and then you're done because yeah. I like, I think the look of handheld is its own look and you start adding contraptions to it and oh, it, starts it starts looking different. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of like, for example, the wave, mm. like, I have not been on this podcast. I've not been a giant fan of these electronic steady cam helpers because, and it's not because I don't think they're cool. Cause mm. I do. Um, but I think it takes some of our, um, um, it takes the personality out of it. Mm. There are these giant operators that have so much personality in their work mm. over the years and you could you could spot an operator by particular ways they round corners or this or that. And and if we all are perfect at all moments, why not have a robot do it?
1: Yeah. Fair
0: point. You know, there's a show, there was a show that I was watching, and um, I won't say what it is because I may have say, said it before, but I won't say what it is. It's a brilliant show, w- lovely shot show, um, But and I watched it. It was a big hit, and I watched it, and the first episode halfway in, there's a lot of steady cam and it's very well done. Mm. But I went, oh, he's using a wave. I knew he was using a wave. Yeah, wow. Uh, well, it could have been a sheet, but I... I think safely assumed it was a he. There's so mm. few uh unfortunately women operators. But yeah. I was like, ah, oh, using a wave. And and then the more of the show I saw, I was like, that's wave, that's wave. Now I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Uh, but then I saw some behind the scenes on it online or something, and there there, there he was, was with there the was. wave. Yeah, and I right. was like, confirmed. Yeah. Because you can see it. Mm. And uh, you know, that doesn't mean the average person, like the average viewer who's not in the business, like isn't just as entertained or whatever. It just means that myself as an operator notices. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the vault is better because you can break that if you need to. Mm. And I actually used Josh Harrison's Volt for one shot on a show last summer, whenever it was. Mm. Um, and the cool thing was that sticky tilt thing where I tilted and it and it stayed right there, which was nice. Yeah. I really liked that. Um, but I don't own a Volt. I, I don't. Oh. I, I know. I keep saying oh, eventually I'll buy one. Mm. I don't have any plans to buy one, <laughs> but eventually I'm sure I'll buy one. Yeah. Um. Well, why not? Right. But it's,
1: yeah, it's kind of been like a, it's just a go-to standard sort of thing. Well, the, um, the funny part is in, the in first Australia. That, yeah. Oh, has it been? Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, a, yeah. If you don't have one, I think sometimes it can be a problem. But yeah, you know.
0: Nah. Uh, yeah, I mean. For me, like all the early adopters, were all uh, people who didn't need them. I'm like, your work's so good. Why would you ever? You Mm -hmm. don't need that, you know. But, but then also, they're the people who really care and want their stuff to look great. Totally. And we'll take every opportunity to like make it as good as it can be. But Mm. you know, I don't know yeah well, i don't i don't think they need them but well there's
1: a cam operator here his name's mango uh greg gilbert um very good camera operator um he does he doesn't need one but i he ended i think he ended up just getting one because right. the dps were asking for it so it was more just like a business decision um but he by no means does that guy need a vault at all he's right. like dps talented. used to ask for pro sleds <laughs> yeah in
0: the early 2000s oh you don't have a pro yeah like i've had dps ask me what kind of reg- what kind of gear do you have why
1: yeah <laughs> I, I mean all, it's gear
0: that works it all works yeah oh no no but do you have a pro 2 or do you have a pro 3 Like have a pro 2 oh you don't have the newer one huh yeah it's I lo- I th- I th- I'm I i pretty <laughs> sure I lost a job because of that wow so now out of time. it was a TV show um, and the DP called me and was asking me all about mm. gear oh what kind of vest you
1: have he was I'm asking like, you about your oh, vest oh yeah I'm
0: like oh exactly the kind I love was he a former
1: nope, operator or something nope 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 wow but it's interesting like with brands and things it's like and you know some of those brands they're like rightly so they're they're amazing trusted beloved brands like Mm -hmm. you know um i i ended up going with Artemis too um hope um because you know ari that you put that logo on the side of that rig it's it's a lot of dp's my target market they love that logo oh do they they love that brand oh
0: so you think that's like business-wise is a good move for you
1: yeah and also like i really like i like them as a company and the okay. support and everything yeah, so yeah i know yeah. i know the pro and, and and tiffin have been the go-to sort of but Aerie's is a much bigger company so yeah i understand yeah, that yeah mm-hmm. i think with this new artemis 2 well well i don't know talk to me in a year or two i'll we'll huh? let you know how. It goes. i don't know anything about it to be yeah. honest
0: i'm 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 a bit of a luddite with gear and like i haven't i haven't like looked super hard at gear lately and it sucks because with the pandemic Mm. cinegear wasn't really happening so true yeah um normally that's when i'm like oh what the hell is that thing yeah yeah. (laughs)
1: oh well i do man instagram's a great source of information for me like i just end up following you just end up following a bunch of like rental houses and you know brands and everything oh that's good all of a sudden in your newsfeed, i'm like getting updated with all the latest gear and
0: yeah that's great yeah um well it didn't used to be you know it used to be so much like um. people out of the u.s they had to do a lot of legwork to figure out like what was going on and um what kind of gear was what and how to fix this problem and oh god what about mounting a motor on this with you know what i mean like Mm. just all the little things like i don't know i it just i don't know why i was just reminded of when i first got to la um, and I got a new, I got a Hedane, I think it was like a something M28 or something motor, and I had Bartex, And and so I, I went to uh, Otto Nemitz and was like, uh, hey, can I borrow a 435 in a lens? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I go in the back, I haul all my gear in, mount it up on my rig, and then try to figure out with dog bones, with like super speeds, how to get a fucking motor... Onto the iris while my other motor was on there. Just like the little ins and outs, like do I need a thicker gear? Mm. Do I need, like, if I put this here, will it get it here? Because that mirror came down at a bingo. Do you remember 435s? No, no. It's all right. The 435 and 535, they both had the mirror was here and, like, the lens mount was right here. All oh, right. So it's pretty So close. Panavisions are flat, like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. They went like this. So once you try to mount over this big, wide mirror, mm. You end up uh, dog bone this
1: way, post off. Then you mount on that. Then you got to have this. Sticking out the bottom, right? I remember, right? (laughs) Sorry, film was right on the when I was. No, I understand.
0: I understand. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'm explaining it. Yeah. yeah. And then like nowadays, it's like, oh, you want to mount top, bottom, sideways, wherever you know. Yeah. But back then, like mounting on the top, they didn't have all that shit. Yeah. So like they were like one place where the rods went. So then you had to build off the rods, and then mm-hmm. you had to make sure it was all strong enough, and you'd crank it with an Allen, and you know, yeah. yeah. And then anyway, because it's like you can't figure out that all that shit on day of. It might take you an oh man, some of that oh, no. stuff is like figuring out an hour like what side do I need to come from to make, yeah, you know, I'm, I make it sound a little more complicated than it was, but it's like, oh, I need another dog bone and another rod to make that work. And then you'd go order that shit and then you'd go back and okay, now it works because you're going to get called for a job with that camera. Every, especially when new cameras would come out, it's like, okay, wh- what's the, what's the weirdness with this one? Mm. What do I have to figure out here that, you know,
1: totally. So, um, different cables, different plates. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the cables and the plates were kind of easy. Cause like there are people who like do that. True. It's just like a matter of like logistically nowadays, every single assistant, well i don't know about australia is it true tell me if i'm wrong or not mm. they'll have either a preston or something yeah um
1: yeah. maybe
0: they don't own it but they get one from the rental house for full-time use not uh,
1: most most assistants own their own sort of okay. uh fizz you know and they're just a mm. remote focus a lot of people running uh light ranges are becoming pretty popular um yeah so preston and uh you know a bit of teradex but also yeah. ari high fives yeah and and there's it's a lot of ari high five ari high fives their latest handset the latest handset oh it is which is in the ari ecosystem <laughs> right, right, right right, um but yeah it's generally like taradek or, or ari high five or uh all the um what what taradek uh, they make their, a they yeah. make a fizz now yeah yeah oh weird okay <laughs> see this yeah. how little i know <laughs> um, no i
0: still own a preston that's been in the case i think since 2015
1: well man the Um, Preston's still good man no it's it's bomb but like have you seen those light ranges there oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i like yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we were on a uh, there was a Disney show just shooting here and the DP insisted that every every focus puller had a light range even if they didn't own one then the rental house had yeah sure yeah
0: sure sure Mm. uh and and then there's that bug thing which focus bug yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. it's a bit of a game changer as well Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. <sighs> well, thank God. I think you know, focus pullers needed some help. Or like, not that they needed some help, but like it helps them out, especially when we're going to large format and things like that. And it's true. I don't know what's happening in America, but there's sometimes there was a period where we were going large format and people weren't even doing rehearsals, and so these focus pullers were just mm-hmm. under the pump, and so things like focus bug and light yeah, ranger, yeah. you know. Thank god now imagine.
0: Now imagine you don't have a, an HD monitor to even look at to see if you're buzzing. <laughs> now imagine it's film and you have, oh god, no image. Yeah. Maybe towards the end you have like an onboard monitor. Yeah. That as you're running next to the person you can look at, mm. or you know, uh, but imagine that. You know, a, yeah, a, 480p. a lot of respect
1: for all those focus pullers that do. Oh work. man, yeah. and you know, and a black, lot of them are black still Black working. and white, right? With the monitors, oh, black and white. I and mean, the like, the, <laughs> the
0: directors' monitors were what the nine inch. Yeah, they're like this big, black and white. Wow, so you can see shit. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd ask the operator, "How was it? Yeah, it was soft in this part. Do you need that part? Yeah, then we should go again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some of operating, I you know, and I came in to tw- i I came in towards the end of film. Yeah. Um. You know, in like the late '90s, early 2000s, and Mm. I've I've shot plenty of film, but like HD was coming the whole time, the Mm. whole time, coming, coming, coming. Yeah. Um, but man, they were unbelievable, and just running a tape. And I see people now. I see people now with lasers, like, and running tapes, and I'm like, you're staring at like a 24 inch monitor from a foot away and you have a focus assist it shows up green as hell when you're when you're good yeah and you're running a tape
1: hey i'm not going i mean i'm not going i mean they can run what they can run whatever they they can do whatever they want but i'm just like you don't
0: yeah you don't anyway if they're double checking themselves that's fine it's just like you don't need that you remember the old school guys like totally anyway
1: right next to the camera no monitor just like on an FF four, yeah. I, I I saw a bit of that because I, when I was coming, in, it was around like two thousand.
0: Darling, darling, sideways at full sprint while a guy runs directly at converging, lens, or a car yeah, runs. Donors, yeah. Directly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I'm oh, oh, sorry. Okay, I, I have one little quick story for you. Okay, go for it. There was a there was a focus puller who's an operator now named Mike F- Macavidi, and I did a movie with him in Spokane, Washington, in two thousand and five, and um. We carried a 600 and a 300. um, Wait, Yeah, 6 and a 3 at all times. And we were doing this shot. It's like a presidential procession coming from a long way away. Mm. And I'm on the 600 with Mike. And he's got to turn the knob backwards. There's a reversal gear because it's one of those old Nikkor, I think. Oh, right. So it doesn't turn the same way.
1: Yeah. He has no monitor. So backwards.
0: (laughs) And we're shooting. The shot starts, like the vehicle starts... I'm going to say 500 meters, 500 yards away. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Ish. And then it goes down where it disappears down a little hill oh, no. and then comes and it back comes up. up over the crest, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> and he's got to know where it is. Right. So we do two takes of this. Mm. And Mike, the first one at the very very end when when the little flag that flies like on the little tiny <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. the little miniature flag Sh- at the front of the yeah, right? Like in the front of the car. I I that, I was I stayed with that and then I let the car go like really close to us. Wow! And it buzzed like a tiny bit like right before the shot ended, and I was like, ah, uh, this is great, man! Like the only thing was right there, but other this is great. Like yeah. I wasn't even worried. And then we did take two. It. I was like, this is perfect. Mm. So this DP who whatever he comes to us we had to wait for two days to get dailies back from seattle Mm -hmm. and he gets dailies and in the morning he comes to us in the morning and he hands mike the dailies and he's like you two fucking told me that shot was good it's unusable the fuck and walks away well mike looks at me because i'm the only one that actually saw it (laughs) and he's like what the fuck man and i'm like i don't know i'm like it it, I remember both of them being good. I told you the flag was tiny bit soft at the end, but that was it. Yeah. He's like, fuck. Now, this is in the days, like his computer was in his room. Yeah. That's why he gave him the DVD. So, but we had to, you know, that was in 15 hours from now. So we went through the whole day mm. and poor Mike and Mike's a good dude, but he was like, what the hell? He was freaking out a little. We get back to the room and watch. It's perfect. The flag was the tiny bit soft in that one. They're both perfect. I don't know why the DP did that. He didn't. He never made it out as a joke or anything. He never said anything. But they ch- showed us like five weeks later. They had cut that whole sequence. It was the opening sequence of the yeah. movie. They'd cut it all together, and that shot was in it. It looks great. But unusable, unusable, <laughs> unusable. <laughs> well, it, to a point where power, Mike was power trip. Well, Mike was was worried because it was this production company owned. We had four or five cameras on the show, and they owned them all. He's like I'm thinking I I got to send that camera back to like I got to send it down for service somewhere in LA. Yeah. Or maybe Seattle and be, because maybe the flange deck that yeah, is fucked. Is out. Yeah. He's like cuz if it looked good to you and he says it's unusable, there's some disconnect, then we watch dailies and it's perfect. We're like so okay, okay, Chuck. Whatever, dude. <laughs> I I don't know what the fuck, but anyway, whatever. I was so off. Go on. I probably <laughs> so I I start telling stories
1: on this thing and then I'm like that's alright, I'm enjoying it. Have
0: I told this story 3 times before?
1: <laughs> I might have. <laughs> Shit. So no, I'm enjoying it. All and right. So what have, what have you enjoyed most about Australia? Mm. It's the people. Oh, to be
0: honest, everybody's been so lovely and fun and everybody we've met have been really cool. Yeah, right. Which I knew anyway, you know. <laughs> back in the day cuz I spent a summer here when I was 10 years old with mm. my family. And my dad told me he said before we came he said Brad the people in Australia are so brilliant like they're so great he said if you walk up to one on the street and you say sir I'm so sorry but I need I'm really I'm in need of a shirt he'll just take it off and give it to you here you have it you take it that's you know it's a it's a bit of hyperbole but it's, yeah, yeah. it's the way people treat me you know James Puli hooked all this shit up he hooked me up with you he mm. hooked me up with AJ. he hooked me up i mean and he gave me a fucking ride like you know and he i didn't ask him to help me he yeah. he insisted on helping mm. what a dude yeah you know so it, it, that's been my experience with pretty much everybody yeah
1: i have so. to confirm that because like uh, even though i've got an australian action i'm actually from new zealand originally so right and when i first moved here i was you know in new zealand i'll be honest like where i'm from mm-hmm. and in south auckland that's like that's rough man there's like Gangs and things like that. are there really? Yeah, well, South oh. Auckland is is notorious for, uh, for really for, for crime. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and that. Uh, anyway, moving to Australia, especially here. Well, you know, I'm very biased. I love Queensland. Queensland is yeah, yeah. like. Such friendly, nice people, and then you know, I've assimilated, I've become an Australian citizen, right? Yeah. I lost my New Zealand accent. My family keeps making fun of me for that, uh-huh, uh-huh. uh, but uh, yeah, I love it here. The people are so friendly, it's good right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's funny. I had cousins come over from New Zealand, right? And you know, Polynesians would come from sort of you know, socioeconomic sort of backgrounds, sort of poorer backgrounds, and every single one of them that we had three of them come to my high school, and all of them were like literally asked the same question, they said, Lucas. Is anyone going to want to fight me? And I said, mm. "No." <laughs> I was like, "This is not New Zealand." Like they're just going to be super interested in you. They're going to be like, "Oh, you're from New Zealand. Wow, that's cool." Right. And uh yeah, I have to They're not going to shit on, on you cuz you're the new guy. They're going to totally. ask you questions. They're going to be, be like, "Oh my there. god, you're a Polynesian. Like, where are you from? Like, what island? Oh, tell us about that." And so, you know, cool. well, I I've, I've fallen in love with this country. Like, I love New Zealand. How long they, have you been here? Oh, man, since I was like a kid, obviously. Yeah, since I was like eight, eight nine years old. And how yeah. old are you now? 34. So, yeah. 34. Yeah. God, 34. Yeah. <laughs> how old are you, Brad?
0: Really old. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm. excuse me, I'm 48. It almost made me throw up. I'm, for, just kidding. I'm 48. <laughs> but I thought you
1: were 27. Oh, no. You look so young. Yeah. I look but, younger than what I am. I mean, look. Oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> By the way,
0: speaking of the Polynesian and the. Yeah. That tattoo yeah. is, fucking yeah. crazy. How far to how far? How far up? Does yeah, it, go? it goes
1: all the way to my shoulder. Um, so this one, is, it's 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 obviously a cultural thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is for my mom. So that's dedicated to my mother. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So, While we're talking, I'm gonna take a photo of it. Yeah. Go so, on. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on for it. Um, so, yeah, it's based on the traditional design. So originally in in Samoa or Samoa, as some people know it. You generally get these tattoos on your legs, and so when the European settlers came to Samoa, they were like, "Oh my God! All the islanders, all the men are wearing like silk pants, but they weren't silk pants. They, they were t- t- tattoos. Wow!" And they, they, and then I've heard that the word tattoo even comes from the Samoan tatau, which means to tap. So they, in the old, in the old days, they, day, would tap, they would tap in, right? in yeah, with a yeah, yeah. blade and a stick, put some ink, tap, yeah. tap, tap, put some ink, tap, yeah. tap, tap. So right. my cousin got prison tat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, my cousin got that. And it's basically goes all around your butt, around your hips. If you if you ever want to look it up, just type in Samoan Tatao or like um yeah, it's called Serious, a huh? Yeah. And it goes on your legs. Um Dwayne Johnson, the rock, he's yeah, Samoan. Yeah. yeah. But um I don't feel comfortable getting that. That's the traditional tattoo. Okay. Um so a lot of modern tattoos go on the on the arm, and so I've got a yeah, sleeve for mum. But I'm keen to get a uh So what one. exactly does that all mean for for
0: mum? like
1: yeah well it's uh, generally it means like it, it was a uh rite of passage right so like each little thing means something or it's just a general yeah. design and then it's, it's like dedicated to your mother and a certain pa- yeah it's dedicated to my okay boy, basically yeah cool but if you the traditional badass to, though man yeah oh, thanks man yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're very if you ask any polynesian we're very uh proud of where we're from like you know yeah. there's a lot of polynesians on the west coast i'm sure you've got plenty of yeah Samoans in in la yeah yeah um but yeah we're we're spreading out we're all over the place now trying to take over <laughs> bring <laughs> yeah. me that glass oh here we go so here you're we trying go. to try this one and, right. s- and so where to after now like is brisbane your last stop in australia or uh
0: actually i'm i'm uh, i'm back to sydney and then i'm home uh i'm just flying out of there yeah oh man we almost we almost killed it do you want to split
1: it we will yeah. oh it's all
0: right oh you want more <laughs>
1: no no i was gonna put some of mine in oh no
0: not at all no 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 i got plenty <laughs> oh, I got plenty no this worked out because i bought i brought these bottles to share with all of my podcast guests and mm. uh i have one more in sydney hopefully i'll have one more yeah. before i leave and this should be enough to yeah satisfy. well uh, keep an eye on i this. figured i'd bring a little bit of america <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah right absolutely loving it cheers yeah, we we'll go uh, again cheers man
1: yeah thank you
0: mm.
1: oh that's good
0: um, um which one do you like better a little early to ask you just yeah (laughs) anyway you don't have to answer that's all right but Uh, so so with you yeah so you you've just started operating you were trying you were you were kind of trying to shoot for a while right yeah you were shooting some stuff you shot some
1: commercials and commercials documentaries um, right and then um yeah it was it was covid covid where everything changed and i started operating in drama and i realized especially with like commercial i don't like don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm always grateful for the work. Start punching my microphone. <laughs> it's, it's bourbons. It's bourbons. I'm getting aggressive. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm always grateful for the work. But I, yeah, at the, at the core of it, I didn't really get into film to sell stuff. I got into film uh-huh. to tell stories. Right. And, so when I'm on a drama set, you know, that's, that's, that's what I want to do. You know, breaking down a scene, watching the block, yeah. listening to the coverage. You know, that's what I love to do. So... Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting journey to change that mindset from being you know wanting to be the DP, wanting mm-hmm. to, to just being an operator. And you know what, the, I find operators a great job because I get to be on set with the DP, and I know what they need. You right. know what I mean? After years of trying to you know mm-hmm. being one at a at a lower level, yeah, yeah, I, I can be another pair of eyes for them on set, which is which is good. Like I know when they're stressed, I know what they're trying to look for. I know, like, all right, they're trying to backlight this scene. Let's shoot it this way. So I really mm-hmm. enjoy being in that support role now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, it's just a whole different thing.
0: Mm. Mm. I mean, you, well, you call it a support role. I mean, it's you're it's part, le- of, the, it's you're part of the team. It's a role,
1: yeah. Yeah, you're part of the team. Role and it's also a support yeah, role. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the more, the more you get, the more you do A, the more it's like its own kind of thing, a little more. Sure. Um, and then, but anyway, and well, I, I don't. That comes out wrong, but it's it's just doing B or C on a show is mm. a little different, and it changed the job changes a little bit. Totally. Like it's really important that like like B and C. Uh, I mean, we don't use C that much, but sometimes some shows now it's three cameras all the time
1: yeah it's it's increasing more these days where, seems like it yeah i'm more b these days but i've done no. c before c's yeah. c's a tough one <laughs> like yeah yeah
0: just, yeah because you're squeezing you get in where you can and totally, kind of yeah no one no one
1: wants to wait for c camera <laughs> like no you know once a and b is set they definitely don't want to wait for you yeah. and you're definitely on a long lens and you're generally off to the side and on a profile or something like that. wish
0: it could be better all the time wishing if i could only be three feet to the right yeah Yeah. yeah, i've been there
1: yeah yeah i just found like c camera like you just gotta be quick
0: well sometimes with b you're like i wish this other operator would just like give me like one inch man (laughs) please just you know there's a whole thing with like uh non-b
1: camera friendly a operators yeah who won't ever give in so this is where i want to learn off you obviously you're more experienced than me like why? why is that a thing to me to me it's a team game you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. a and b should be working together and more these days i'm I'm, from what i'm hearing and from my own experience is that you've got a and b but they're both very important shots yeah you know directors are giving the b camera of like you know a certain part in the scene that's like a hero shot
0: like well sure and the way things go now especially in tv you end up cross shooting a lot of stuff. yeah totally so okay yeah like a is on number one but b's on number two yeah yeah so they're both just as important Mm. um so but so anyway i mean on features i've
1: what have you done what have you done when you've been in that situation (laughs) (laughs) i
0: didn't do it i swear
1: well no more like when you're in that situation where you've got a a non-friendly a cam operator and you're the b i've been there uh how do you handle that? You just sort of stay in your place, stay in your lane. I think so. Yeah.
0: I mean I guess course, you could have it. you're not gonna march around with it. You're gonna effort. have a chat with somebody, but you know, if if you ask, hey, do you mind moving over like if you could take Like if you're both handheld, it's like, hey, if you could just take like one step to your left, like that clears my whole shot for the whole run of the scene. Yeah. Sorry, mate, can't do it. Wow. And maybe sometimes it's like, fuck, I'd love to help you But because of where I, like, what I'm talking about is no explanation. Maybe they really do need that one foot. Yeah, which is fine. Which is totally fine. But it's nice for them to be like, no, no, unfortunately, because of blah, 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 and this and that, I have Mm. to be here. And it's like, sorry, man. And some, you know, some people will say, like, maybe after we get two good ones, I can give you that step. And then you can get a better shot at it. Mm. You know? Anyway. uh whatever it's just the the shit sometimes there's like little political stuff going on Mm -hmm. Uh, somebody wants to be Mr. Hero or whatever that happens sometimes yeah Um, just the way things are I I like to be as friendly as I can with everybody actually I've been doing it so damn long now that it's like I've decided life's too short to work with assholes and so 100% right and like no matter what crew you're on there's most likely going to be at minimum two or three no that you're not, not I'm not talking about on the camera crew I'm just saying in a general sense like, oh, yeah. one or two or three people on the crew that like
1: maybe oh, you don't vibe with or whatever or, or kind of sometimes they're just straight up assholes yeah film crews are an interesting experiment because you're just like let's put like 60 to anywhere to like 100 200 people in the one couple, like in a couple of studios for six mm-hmm. months and let's see what happens yeah <laughs> And you got people like...
0: There's a reason people have made like reality shows out of like filmmaking, like Project Greenlight and shit. Oh, man. Because there's it's so if, much drama. Well, there's. It, I, I mean, there doesn't even have to be dra- that much drama. It's just like, there's so many different dynamics. Like, yeah. I know that person from this show, that person from this show, that person from this show. It's probably more in LA because it's so much more concentrated, but yeah. like... Everybody knows somebody through a different thing, and then you know that person a different way. I know that. So, like, yeah. the dynamics are so wacky. hundred percent. And then if it's going to become, like, drama or political, like, click start and this and that, and it's like... Or people just tend to hang out with each other more. That's not drama. It's like they, they'd they like to have lunch together. Right. Mm, mm. Some people want to have lunch alone. Some yeah. people want to, you know, whatever, whatever the thing. Something is. Sounding like some high pe- school, all over. <laughs> yeah, but some people want to have a nap. Yeah. Some, you know, and you've kind of figured that out or whatever, and like,
1: mm. um, yeah, managing personalities, is, yeah, is, is, I think is a big part of being yeah. a, like just well, m- most head of departments or any sort of leadership role. It's like, yeah, you're like right, you know. These, these people don't want to bring this out of the truck and this actor doesn't like doing this and, mm-hmm. you know, this person prefers this and I feel like it's just constantly a juggling act mm-hmm. of just, like, making sure everyone's happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: There's a show... I'll be very vague. <laughs> I worked on it a long time ago, mm. but it's a it's been a long-running show and there's a star of it who will only work uh, three days a week, nine to five. And they, this person makes a lot of money. Wow. Like a lot, of, a lot, a lot of money. Wow. I won't say the number cause it might, but, but, um, uh, they, they will only work those days. And then, um, let's say that's Monday through Wednesday. Mm. I w- the person who was telling me about this, I, <clears throat> I said, well, how's Thursday? Said, yeah, Thursday's well. great. I said, how's Friday? Friday's a dream. <laughs> how's Monday at, at noon? A little rough a little rough I'm like okay but you know people get to a certain place in their career and they may have started out as like lovely and then either they have something wrong with them or something within them that turns them into a jerk as they get rich yeah or they or they've been treated poorly mm. at certain points and then they start using their power pa- or they whatever it is something's gone wrong because as you have this great career mm. And you're getting you're a millionaire. You have everything you've ever dreamed of as an actor. You came from nowhere, no one knew who you were, and now you're this. Yeah. And
1: Ego's going up the wall.
0: <laughs> well, right, but when you treat like crew members, people who make per season one tenth of what you make per episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh and you treat them like shit. Or you're rude to them something's wrong with you think all your dreams have come true right yeah you're you know anyway i i, I can't be more specific than that but you get the gist it's like, yeah i mean you probably don't know that as much here
1: as in the u.s because yeah, it, th- it think does think happen in the U.S. Um, i think yeah brisbane <laughs> we're not as exposed as mm-hmm. much to that sort of lifestyle of la uh, right we don't really have these occasionally we get these like a-listers sure sure through, mm-hmm. but they're very much like they'll get like some mansion on the Gold Coast or something, and they'll just be very tucked away. So we're not very exposed to that. I think Australians are very... We're friendly, but we can also be pretty blunt. So we kind of don't care if how famous you are. We'll just call right. you out on your shit. Right. And so if you're being a horrible person, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't put it past a lot of Australian film crew to just be like, man go F yourself. Right. <laughs> so, go 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 back to your trailer and uh, fuck yeah, off over yeah, there for a while. Know,
0: don't yeah. get me wrong. We love everyone that comes here. No, but I understand. If,
1: but we, uh, yeah, but
0: you can only treat someone yeah. the way, you know, if they treat you poorly. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. I and I think because we don't a deal with A-listers all the time and we know they're just going to go back overseas, we're very comfortable. <laughs> but with I'm not like. even talking <laughs> about necessarily A-listers. Yeah, right, right.
0: Like, you know, I'm not talking about Tom frigging Cruiser mm. or whoever. Mm. Like... You know, I'm just talking about like a TV actor who the show got big and it wow. went for a long time. And wow, you know, yeah, um, this is not somebody who's done like big movies every summer when they're off the TV, like, yeah, this is it for them, yeah, wow, like you should be grateful and happy and cool. Like, yeah. I don't know, I mean, look, look, I was telling um, I was telling AJ, I don't either on or off the podcast. But I was going to try to get in touch with Luke Hemsworth because I did a movie with him like right before the pandemic. Nice. And he's brilliant. Yeah. Loves to go out and have drinks. Actually, that whole cast on that movie, for the most part, liked to go out and uh, play pool and have a drink. Mm. And it was a lot of fun. And we were in the middle of uh, rural Oklahoma. Yeah, no. Lovely place. But like there was one bar to go to. So we all ended up at the same bar, which was great. And Luke had a blast. And she, yeah. this guy, Sean Rogers, who um, uh, is still young, starting his career, but he and Luke, like all their scenes were together and they became like best buds. Yeah so I they think, would you know uh i've heard a lot of but good i was things hoping like, to see luke you know, <laughs> and nobody put me in touch with him
1: so he must be working or something mm. i don't know i've heard a lot of good things about the hemsworth uh, brothers yeah. uh i think australians really pride themselves on being down to earth and being approachable yeah, but, yeah so it doesn't matter how big they get like you know i've heard nothing but good things about like chris hemsworth and stuff like they're very down to earth yeah easygoing blokes i I, you know. I
0: think that's true about like aussie actors and in, in like like yeah. English actors in general too, mm. they they um they don't there isn't this um th- I think they're generally a little less entitled,
2: mm.
0: and there look there are plenty of American actors that I am friends with and I get along with and are nice people, mm. but you know you see it a little bit entitlement and you know whatever, but I think culturally like you were saying the tall poppy thing yeah it's like if you're gonna <laughs> be the tall poppy yeah you know the one way to keep the machete from coming is, is by like treating everybody great as you become the tall poppy. Yeah. And then, and then in that moment, everybody can be happy for you because you know what, when you, when you were shorter than them, you were sweet and nice and happy and giving and then same way all the way through. Right. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. It's true with just people in general. You know, if you become a big operator in town and you start treating people like shit, you'll still be a big operator. But people will be like, ah, uh, this guy.
1: Man. Yeah. I, my general rule is like- You know just, what I mean? Just be like, doesn't matter what position. I said this to a, a young a young fella. Like, he's, he's great. He's a great young fella. But he was getting a little bit little bit cocky. And okay. I just said, hey man, like he said something about other departments. I said, look, doesn't matter what role. Like, I don't care if they're the runner or the executive producer. Like, they're a trainee or whatever or a PA. I was like, treat everyone with kindness and respect because- My general rule of thumb is, like, that trainee, that PA, you end up, they'll be a director one day. You're going to (laughs) end up, like, you know, everyone is a potential boss. So, respect Mm -hmm. goes both ways. So, I don't care if I become, like, some big A-cam operator or whatever. Like, I treat everyone with kindness and respect and, like kindness is good for business man like, yeah but you know fuck
0: the business part but not fuck but yeah. like regardless of the business part yeah. it's just, it's a, just good a good way, way thing to be to do, yeah. yeah because people then are nice yeah. to you and that's not why you do it mm. but that's part of it it's mm. like mm-hmm. I treat people nicely they treat me nicely life's good Yeah, it's not so hard to smile and say hey Yeah. and oh by the way I'm far from perfect so yeah. I mean there were plenty of people who maybe worked with me I don't know 20 years ago and like that guy was a dick that day <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they did one day with me and I was a dick because yeah. I'm sure I've had my moments, but yeah. you try. But you're also a human being. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I had an old grip, bury something in, in Orlando, Florida. No, we were working in Tampa. I remember this little moment. We were working in Tampa, Florida on a Florida orange juice commercial. Mm. And I was standing outside of this house that we were shooting in and Barry was super friendly to me and he was helping me learn how to tie like a clove hitch or something. Like a knot. Just because he's a nice dude. Yeah. And um, I said, uh, hey, why are you always helping me out and teach me shit? He goes, fuck, you'll be my boss someday. I better be nice to you now. (laughs) You know, and it was a joke, but it was serious. A wise man. You know, I mean, I'm not his boss, but, you know, he's a a grip. Like, if he ended up as my dolly grip, I mean... It's a weird thing too. It's like, I'm not really their boss, but they kind of work, we're a team together. And like, yeah,
1: yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyway, I was talking about with the director the other day, like on the podcast that I, I run. And it was just, we're talking about like relentless positive energy. I'm like, if you just keep being nice to like all these people, I'm like, I'm a big believer in good karma. And I'm like, you know, I had a guy just ring me up before he was nervous as hell and he's like hey man i don't know how to get in the industry i stayed on the phone with him for 40 minutes i don't even know the guy from a bar of soap good for you but i was like maybe one day that guy will be like a focus puller or something on some big show and they'll be like doing some huge fight scene yeah and he'll be like man we need another operator for these some dailies <laughs> oh sorry oh my goodness let me, let me Wow, look the, at that. That's a slab. The man's first day on set. Anyway. <laughs> do, you, do you guys call it a slab in America? Do no. You, yeah. What is that? A slab is like a carton of beer. So if your phone uh, goes uh, off... You owe a slab. Yeah, so you hear people say slab. Oh, great. Slab. So when yeah, we go so, back down, the next beer's yeah, on Yeah. So
0: I owe you a slab. I got the first beer. <laughs> I got the bourbons. Do you have any of those rules? You got my next 12.
1: Do you have any of these rules on in America? little nonsense? bit, I mean... Like, what if your phone goes off?
0: Uh, nowadays... You just get uh, If somebody No, no, no. No. <laughs> Nowadays it's like especially the show I'm on now, the cast is so lovely, like mm. they'll be like, um, I hear somebody's phone. Can you turn <laughs> it off? Like Um, but it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, right. Uh I remember years ago this when pagers were a thing. Mm. Uh and this pager started going off during the scene. And the sound guy is pissed. Yeah. Whose fucking pagers are going off? Come on, man. This is unprofessional. Yeah. It was his. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) shit happens. Shit happens. But no, it happens once in a while. Uh, I'll tell you where I owed people beer. And I think this is the only time it ever happened. Uh, The thing in Spokane. I already told you about Mike McAvede and the 600 mil Yeah, right. With the
1: the flag on the the front of the car. This is much later. Yeah.
0: Much later. Same gig. Same movie. It was 10 week movie or something. This would have been the first story was probably two weeks in or a week and a half in. This would have been nine weeks in or something. Uh-huh. Ten week shows, six day weeks. Oh
1: six day weeks. Out of town. Friday's
0: Day one was thirteen <laughs> uh degrees out. Uh that's not cold for you. <laughs> uh uh thirteen's fucking freezing. It's like thirty two is freezing for us. Yeah, right. Cuz we do
1: you do Fahrenheit, we do right, 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 right. Celsius. So uh,
0: right now it's like 27, which makes it like 87 or something out. Jesus. It's, so it's below is, 0 or something. Below 0. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cold okay. as fuck. Day yeah. 1. Yeah. And we're in the winter in Anyway. We're towards the end. Uh we're shooting at this giant mansion on a lake, giant mansion.
1: Mm.
0: And uh they didn't want to pay to bring like a super big time crane in. And um, so we got a 90-foot condor. And they put me... And the director insisted that it be steady cam Because the bump at the beginning. I'm like, you don't have to mm-hmm. use the beginning. Just cut into it like a moment after. We'll just have it on a head. <laughs> no, no, I need it. I need it this way. Okay. Right. So, you know, I had a stand on there. It was fine. Gotcha. Whatever. So you're yeah. hot-mounted sort of thing? No, no. I was in my vest and stuff. Okay. Uh, but I had... I. They mounted my um, my docking bracket like on a pin up on the in the bucket. Gotcha. Yeah. We didn't have a stand. I just had my right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that's my first time in a ninety foot uh, uh, crane, and my first time <laughs> doing steady cam in a ninety foot crane. And it. So we just did a big drop and a sweep, like. So I'm on the house first. So I'm no, on no step off. It's no, no, no step off. Just literally, just no, no. It's a crane shot. So. <laughs> So literally, I'm like out over like nothing kind of wildernessy this is how we started it, and then the crane starts moving, yeah, and i I slowly pan left as we come down, and you see a giant house, the whole thing, mm-hmm. and then you know, and we kind of come around and no step off, just is an establishing shot of this home mm. and um anyway, so uh, we do that shot, and um, I even have photos somewhere of Mike and I, like, hey, up on top of the thing, um. But, uh, so the key grip or one of the grips says to me, uh, God, what's the name of the beer they like? Shit. It's a beer. They don't sell almost anywhere else. And I can't remember. It's been a long time. It's been almost 20 years. Mm. I'd never heard of it before. Um, but they said, oh, that's a, um, that's a 12 pack. (laughs) And I was like, what? What for? And he goes, you did, did you do anything new today? You haven't done before? Said yeah, the ninety footer. He goes, what else? Said, oh, I did steady him in a ninety footer. He Goes, yeah, yeah. Every time we do something new with somebody, you owe us some beer. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> so I went to. So I went, that's a thing.
1: It's like <laughs> same kind of situation. Yeah, yeah.
0: Different reason. Yeah. But like, it wasn't like a punishment. It it's kind of like a thank you. They didn't. They didn't say it that way, but it's kind of like a yeah, thanks right. for. Uh, thanks for getting me safely through a new thing yeah. 90 foot up in a crane with steady came a lot of people be, I don't have a problem with heights but mm-hmm. a lot of people would freak out a little if they had to do that yeah. you know um and this director was not here and no so it was happening but um <laughs> yeah no I, I just went to transpo and hey uh you know if one of your guys has a minute like the coordinator or captain or something I went to I can't remember it was yeah. one of the boss guys and I was like hey if one of your guys has a minute, or 10 minutes, or it's out somewhere and could just pick up a 12 pack of this beer. Yeah. It's for the grips. It's not for me. Uh, he's like, Oh, you got some money? I hand him a 20 or whatever. He's like, Yeah, yeah, we'll take care of it. <laughs> and he said, You want us to put it on the truck? I was like, Yeah, sure, put it on the grip truck. Yeah. Okay, great. That's interesting.
1: Because, like, in Australia, it's like, <laughs> we've got a number of rules where it's like that means a slab you know what i mean like it means a carton of beer like yeah, how many how many how many is a slab how many is a carton it's 24 24 slabs 24 24 cartons 24 beers in a, oh it's the same thing slab cartons okay. the same thing so we have
0: a case all right that's 24 yeah yeah and, a tw- be a and then there's a 12 pack
1: right right no we just we just call like a slab cotton case same thing 24 beers all 24 yeah it's you don't like, fuck around with this 12 nonsense. And then sometimes people like the grips will make up, you know, certain rules, but there's certain things like if you kick a wedge out or something, they'll be like, that's a slab. And if you don't, <laughs> if you don't pay that slab, they'll hear about it. You know, like the whole crew, will uh-huh. un- like it's kind of just one of these rules. And like, you know, if your phone goes off, like one of the dolly grips will be like, cool. I like Coronas like <laughs> straight away. And you must pay that by the end of the day. If you don't pay that. Oh, by the end of the day yeah sometimes on by at the least the minimum week. tomorrow yeah so right. then you got like tra- so you have time camera to pick it trainees up going off to the yeah, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. the bottle shop to it cook it. but like at least by the end of the week <laughs> but yeah it's, okay it's basically sacrilege if you don't end up paying those those slabs. You'll, you'll hear about it yeah
0: well you're gonna make yourself a little bit of an outcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's a fun thing but on the other hand it's yeah. like no no you're one of us yeah you live by the rules we all live by yeah. and
1: do you do Fun Shirt Fridays? Do you do Fun nope. Shirt Fridays? Uh,
0: I, I know there's... Uh, some people have done different things. As a matter of fact, same damn movie I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't believe I remember so much. Yeah. No, they had Hawaiian Shirt Friday. Yeah. But like G&E, just scripts and Electric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we were welcome to join, but Me I Me as an I operator, don't I don't...
1: Yeah, we have that in Australia, depending on the crew. Mm-hmm. But you have Fun Shirt Fridays, so people wear fun shirts but me i'm a bit of a purist i'm an operator i'm just gonna wear black i'm not gonna be wearing some hawaiian shirt and show up in a reflection you know what i mean <laughs> so, that's but. what Duvetine's for lj come yeah. on man
0: oh i just <laughs> called you lj i am NLT. L-T, jesus yeah, christ yeah. <laughs> um merman <laughs> uh no uh wait 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 uh so i i i i've been around tracksuit tuesday Certain people. <laughs> that's a more specific. That's not a general thing. That was very specific to these people. Mm. Um, but do you guys do Dollar Days?
1: Dollar Days. What's that?
0: What's okay. That? So, God, it died during COVID. But it used to be all these shows would do Dollar Days on Friday. So Dollar Days is literally one dollar, mm. and you literally write your name on it. Yeah, and you put it
1: in a bucket. Oh, yeah. And, and then everybody puts they money draw in the, the they draw a name out. Right. What do we call it? We call it something else. We do something similar. Right. Like everyone basically chucks in money. It's like a bit of a lottery. Right. And then whoever gets it. Oh, I forgot what we call it.
0: Ba- but So back in the day, this got kind of crazy on some shows. Where like showrunners slash producer, director people would be like trying to outdo each other into the bucket. Yeah. But like anybody above the line, I've had to tell many actors no no you're not allowed to win yeah you write other people's names no
1: like if you if you're above the line and you win that's it's embarrassing yeah that's not cool
0: every the whole crew (laughs) looks at you like why the fuck yeah you've
1: you've got enough money man (laughs)
0: right you can just go buy the thing yeah like yeah um yeah we had something i won't go into it we had something recently on my show where some above the line people they won. Got some prizes. It wasn't Dollar Day's different thing. We did a charity thing anyway. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Thankfully, the guy who won the hockey tickets that I fucking procured, who makes, who is worth, I think, about $20 million. Wow. Like a studio person. Yeah. And good for him, and also a very lovely, nice human being. Mm. He won the hockey tickets, the LA Kings hockey tickets. Like the, I got tickets through a player.
1: Wow, that, that I know you know a player, an ex-player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay,
0: but that I know. Yeah. Who was like, I was like, hey, uh, is Matt Green great guy? Yeah. And I was like, hey Matt, I just texted him like, hey, does your publicity department like do tickets for charity? This and that because we were doing a little fundraiser for mm. for a good charity for, on our show. And he was like, no, nah, no, nah, just just take my tickets. And I was like, oh, I don't want to mess around. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, no, nah, whatever. And I'm like, "But then we have to pick a game." He's like, "You can use whenever pretty much." I'm like, "Okay." And so I gave a players tickets, which are good tickets, uh away in <laughs> a raffle. And this guy won and I was like, "God damn it." And then he texted his own
1: corporate box.
0: Then he texted me, "What game do you recommend?" I'm like, "Whatever game you think you want to go to." And he's like, "Well, I'm not really a fan. Oh. I don't know." And I was like,
1: went to a good place went to a very good place
0: <laughs> deep breaths i was steaming then something really nice happened which is he went you know what i don't really have king's fan uh, king's fans in the family or friends is there someone on the crew that would like them that's a big fan Man, and i was that's like good okay person. great that's a good person and then we took care of it and we gave it to somebody great so right. uh yeah so that turned out good yeah. um Anyway, All right. that's a yeah, good yeah. positive story out of Dollar Friday yeah, yeah. <laughs> But we had, to, but so I heard stories. Uh, well, uh, I don't see why not to mention it about the West Wing. Mm. Uh, some different higher ups on that show would just dump gigantic handfuls of cash in. So, like Dollar Day sometimes was like thirty thousand dollars. Jeez.
1: And so then they would. So do you like, weren't on the show. A friend of yours was on the show.
0: Uh. Yes, I had a friend who worked for a director, blah, blah, yeah, blah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. An yeah. ex-girlfriend, actually. But um, um, I worked on West Wing a little bit. Nice. Right when I got to town, as a PA.
1: Nice.
0: And super happy that I did. <laughs> it was rough. We did 19-hour days every day. It was rough. And wow. I saw some big Steadicam shots being done. And my ex at the time was my girlfriend at the time. Yeah. She worked for this director who did a... a it was big on that show.
1: It's 19-hour days... So- regular thing used know, to be used yeah. to be
0: more regular than it is and now thankfully
1: what do you what is the american industry doing nowadays like because we we try to stick to well in a queensland and try to stick to 10 but mm. it ends up going at 12 14 sometimes but what's what's the what's how the, often does it go 12 14 a lot okay um but you know you shouldn't nip do that guys, shit in do, the bud do you guys do french hours or and things like that like uh continuous hours do you guys do continuous
0: sometimes yeah we weird. did a That's I, been pretty popular. Lately. I was telling AJ I did a show. Yeah, it's they've been trying to make it a thing. Yeah. It's annoying. <clears throat> you should you should you guys should nip that shit in the bud as fast as you can because they'll make a lot of promises about 10-hour days. Mm-hmm. And then they'll do 14s. And you know, I did this show I was telling AJ I did the show The Terminal List, it was an Amazon show, whatever. It was super fun. But oh, you, was, did,
1: you did Terminal List. Yeah. nice.
0: Brutally hard. Josh Harrison did main unit A study. Yeah, I did second unit slash double up unit A study. Yeah. Um. Uh, Josh did a fucking amazing job, mm. and we did. Brutal days. Again, I just talked to AJ about this, so I don't want to repeat everything. But yeah. just to let you know, we did these brutal like dueling steady cam days, like 14-hour days. Wow. And they were doing 14s. 14s were their minimum. And, and rolling lunch, which would be lunch for three hours. So the second would get me a lunch as late as he could because I'd always be so busy, or she. Totally. And could never, almost never eat. Once I went, I went down the six flights of stairs through the thing because you couldn't eat because of COVID on set. You couldn't eat at all. Mm. So, you know, I have to go down the six flights of stairs that I have to walk down and then outside and then around the corner of the truck to the cart where the food is waiting. It's been sitting there for an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I take a bite of food and a PA comes up. You're Brad, right? Yeah, yeah, they need you on set, man. Oh, Come my on. God. Yeah. Like there were days I had literally one bite of food. Yeah. And then the second's like, Can I throw the food out? And I'm like, Yes, yeah, sorry, throw it yeah. out. It's yeah. it's rotten by now. And there were some days we took breaks, but most days we didn't. And poor Josh had to deal with it more than I did. Mm. You couldn't eat. You couldn't eat anything. Anything. Yeah. So 14 hours we wouldn't eat. Yeah. Well, some days we did steadicam every single shot, both of us. We had a C-camera as well. Both of us steadicam all day for 14 hours. Yeah. Every shot steadicam. And wow. making rain, gunfire, crazy. It was nuts. Holy crap. And and look, it was super creative and fun, but it was brutal. And I ended up having hernia surgery. So, wow. Yeah. And yeah. Can, can I blame
1: it 100% on them? I guess not. Yeah. But... We, when you're doing a uh, continuous uh, like it's like you have your second or your you know you have a, like we call it, we call it a truckloader and they'll be have your food and they're like are you good now and you're like i literally got 30 seconds to like mm-hmm. i've got my hands free and you literally <laughs> just scoff it down but generally we can we can have something on set oh, wow For we're that setting up on set and yeah, stuff yeah. but
0: when there's covid you can't
1: yeah yeah, we, we were eat, we, lucky that we could eat on set. Even outside, we're not allowed to eat on some stupid really? ass bullshit rules. Is that still still a thing?
0: For some people, like yeah. at Universal, I know they're still wearing masks everywhere, including outside. Oh man, we're still testing, but we're mask optional. So some people wear them. Yeah, um, yeah. And for anybody that's wondering, it's March 2023. <laughs> I mean, we, by the Dated. way, <laughs> by the way, we were mandated uh, three shots. You know both shots and then a booster mandated and we're still like testing and still testing yeah yeah and maybe this season there's been two or three people who showed up and um or they tested yeah. now we basically test tested home and then go in we upload it onto this website blah blah blah
1: look i'm, I'm vaccinated but yeah it's kind of everywhere now like you know what I mean? no like, no it's it, it's look, just kind of everywhere yeah. now like it's the flu yeah, it's and, kind and of everywhere. I now. was not like. saying that
0: at the beginning, like the crazy people were. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it was killing a lot of people, but we found out later, it's killing older people, sadly, yeah, very sadly, and and people with uh, other conditions, yeah. And and it's mostly for people that are healthy and under sixty five. Mm. Uh, it's non life threatening. Like for me, it was very minor. I don't know if you had it or not. It's yeah, I've had it. Yeah, very minor. Um, for most people, very minor. Some people were pretty sick. Yeah, I had some people in my family that got pretty darn sick. But there are, some of those people are unvaccinated, completely unvaccinated, and yeah. refused to get vaccinated mm. and got real, real bad. Yeah. yeah, Almost died bad.
1: I'm vaccinated. I followed all the rules in the start. But now that it's literally everywhere, I'm like, it's yeah. everywhere now. I still so, follow the rules, but it's like, yeah.
0: why am I wearing a mask outside? Yeah. And you ask the COVID person, they're like well because blah 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 and you're like yeah it's all bullshit yeah i think we've got i'm not blaming that person totally because somebody in some office that doesn't wear a mask ever made some stupid rules about wearing masks outside Mm. by the way that's the shot of josh and i you can't even tell which one i am (laughs) it's the end of our first day terminalist this is terminalist
1: epic this is the recent one Yeah, yeah can you tell which one i am
0: no <laughs> right. That's how fucked and covered we are for people listening. Because we're wearing our gun really? shields, our giant right. shields.
1: So the listeners, uh, have- they look like they're in like biohazard suits. Yes. <laughs> well, because it's pouring rain too. Yeah, true. Yeah,
0: we're making rain. We're I told Josh and Neil, uh, Neil Chartier, who is unbelievable, first, mm. who was Josh's first on that show. Yep. I was like, we need a photo, and they're like, uh. I'm like, no, 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 no. We have to have a photo before. Let's just take a photo before we go. And yeah, so Neil yeah. snapped one. Yeah, I ran up to where Josh, because our shots were kind of thirty yards apart. Maybe mm. we each had steady cam shots, but different little parts of the scene. Mm. And so, okay, cut. That's a wrap. And I just ran that little maybe twenty yards, whatever it was, ran over to Josh. Hey, Neil, snap. Yeah, yeah. And he snapped that photo. I mean, we both look like we're like we want to jump off a cliff. We're, yeah. Both of our faces are like.
1: Ugh. That's the Chris Pratt show, right? I, that, yeah, 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 yeah. That was great. I love that. Oh, thanks. I enjoy that. It's a great I'm sort glad. of action series, you know? you know. It's
0: good. I I'd heard it described as a Republican wet dream. Look,
1: it, I'm 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 left leaning. I enjoyed it. <laughs> well, enjoyed that's it. the that's the thing. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Right. Right. I thought it was. I was like, this is no. That's sick. the thing. Once
0: <laughs> once we once we once I saw it and everything, I was like, Mah. no, it's not like that it's not it's military it's navy seal but it's not like uh doesn't shove anything down your throat or make anything weird yeah Yeah, yeah, it's good
1: and we had a lot of real seals on that show a lot a lot well i'm the son of a uh former new zealand army major so i grew up around the military so yeah i enjoy those sort of shows and you know i appreciate it but it wasn't like propaganda is what
0: i mean no it didn't feel like you rah rah bullshit no which Which I don't always love. Yeah, no, it was. like there were some few. Just a well-made show. Yeah, yeah, it's good. There's a few like patriotic shots. Yeah, sure. The American flag. Yeah, sure, <laughs> sure. But
1: it was great. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, it was awesome. That's what. What a great gig. Uh, it was a great gig, and it was. It started just after um, season two of my show had ended. Yeah, season two. Yeah. Um, so it was just starting up, and then um, it just turned into six months of work. Awesome.
1: And, Where'd you shoot that?
0: All over L.A. All, L.A.? Actually, yeah, nice. all over Southern California. Yeah. I did not go to Arrowhead
1: with them. They shot at Lake Arrowhead. Yeah. Thankfully, I didn't go. Was that They Arrowhead? were like, it was brutal. Or was that the night shoots? Was that the, one of the final episodes? It was Just in the with, lake. Yeah. 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 A lot of night shoots. I did a I bunch imagine. of scenes for that
0: part, but not yeah. those parts, yeah. thankfully. Um, that, would, that one was a brutal one. It was hard to even the, find places for them to all stay. Yeah right. So some of them had to drive an hour up the hill every day. No. Yeah, it was. Anyway, I don't know all the. I don't know how it all went because I wasn't there. But there was a lot of talk about it leading in, and they're like, "You're coming, right?" And I'm like, "Mm mm They're like, "Well, I think we might," and I'm like, "I think I'm busy." <laughs> now it sounded okay. It sounded okay, but then after everybody was like, well, it "Was rough." Yeah. And and th- it's rough for a show that did like, uh, we all, uh, tunnels at Paramount and the tank. Yeah. Knee high water. You, well, you saw the tunnel work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You saw what that happened was there yeah. and then
1: I think I've seen some BTS of that. You know,
0: in my point. last day I was uh well, we started in Huntington. I was knees uh knees deep in the ocean doing steady cam with uh Chris coming out of the water. Yeah. Like dragging him out of the water with the sun behind him, like sunrise stuff. Oh, was
1: this like SEAL training or something like that? I
0: don't know. Uh it's towards the end of the show. If you remember a time Uh, where he came out of the water. I don't want to give anything away. (laughs) Just in case, whatever. But so that was the beginning of my day. And then we did a couple of shots on the beach. Mm. And then um, got out of there, loaded all the trucks. Huntington is Orange County, so it took me, I don't I'm trying to remember, an hour and a half to get there. 5.30 call or something, one of those, you know, AM, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Maybe six. I don't remember. Um, And then we got all of our trucks and then we drove back to Culver City, which is the same distance back. We did a company move. Oh, no. We're shooting at his home on stage in Culver, uh, making rain there. Brutal day. Um, That was my last day. (laughs) It was the second to last day of them shooting. They did another day, um, which I didn't work, but that was my last day. So... Ocean then rain. <laughs> Those midday moves, hey?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well
0: normally it's like yeah, it's twenty minutes, it's a half hour. This was like a different county. <laughs> Plus we shot in Kern so we shot in Kern County, Orange County, LA County, and then maybe one more. Yeah. We shot at Kern all that stuff like when they're in the big van. Uh, they're kind of on the run. Yes. And they go to hey. a gas station, and yep. then they see... That was all, like, Kern County. Um, anyway. Yeah. I don't know how much they shot up there. There was a disconnect between Josh and I, because Josh and I would talk, and he's like... I'd be back on the show. I'd be with him, because I was with him once in a while. Like, not very often, but... Mm-hmm and be like oh yeah welcome back and i'm like dude i did four days last week three days the week before five days the week before two days like you didn't even know that i was doing because they started overlapping episodes he didn't even know i was there a lot of the time yeah right but i did so a you lot, were of- like second unit or action yeah unit or something like that, well it right? was second but but also we call it double up yeah. double up basically means like you're shooting first unit shit? Yeah. It's, just, it's just we're that. doing two first units this day. Yeah. You're the double up yeah. unit. Yeah. And what Amazon apparently or I don't know who decided, that show ended up it was like 15 day episodes I think. Mm. The pilot was like 25 and then the um yeah. So long episodes, but then they started making them like 15 but then they were crossing over like 5 or 4 days or 6 days or something. Yeah. So there were there were shooting first units on two so yeah anyway kept...
1: i've been on a show like that where you're basically your dps are and your your main unit director oh yeah we like, had alternating dps yeah just coming yeah. in and being like hey we're shooting this scene you're like okay what you know what director or dp we've got today so uh-huh. yeah i've definitely seen it. that was an amazon show as well so which show was that the wilds have you seen the, the wilds it's like a sort of a teenager sort of audience uh, i've heard of it yeah it got cancelled after season two, Oh, it did um but towards the end um, second um, unit was that Taker. No, no. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. It was a uh, two directors, Uh Ben Lucas, Ben, Ye- I think Ben Young. Um, anyway, but towards the end, I was on second unit, and we had a lot of uh the main unit director DP uh, c- crossing over. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Sorry, I'm getting a weird rest. You're right.
0: Why am I getting this message? It's a very odd message. Anyway, that's all right. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just trying to be because I'm again borrowing my friend's space. So yeah, we'll we'll be done. Let's try to finish in fifteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, I know that's I'm up to me. To I know you're cool whenever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, I. That's why I keep looking at my phone. I just want to make sure I don't want to overstay my. Totally, totally. Um, step on any toes, but um, uh, Taika. Uh, so he, so when they were doing the last um. It's the last Marvel movie. He did a Thor, Love and Thunder. Yeah, Thor, Love and Thunder.
1: Love and Thunder Thunder in Sydney. Yeah, yeah. He did the first Thor in Queensland, and then he uh, shot the other one in Sydney. Yeah. Okay.
0: So I'm pretty sure he was on post at Warner Brothers, my Mm. shows at Warner Brothers. And so when I walk into work every day to our stage, I would walk past this like, I think it was like a dodge super b or like a dodge charger or like you know an old school like 70s is he car. driving one of those <laughs> yeah well so i saw that car mm. i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to uh fuck up his spot or anything but like <laughs> by like saying what he drives i won't say what color it is or anything but like there would be this old school like awesome like old like muscle car yeah and so i started seeing it every day like in an assigned spot like on the lot and then one day it wasn't there, and I saw the spot, and it was his spot. And I'm like, oh, man, he's driving like an old American muscle car. Yeah. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. He seems like such a, like a fun guy. I haven't actually... I oh, don't him, know, but, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, expect all New Zealanders to know each other. Oh man, but like special. you know, I tell you what, a lot of New Zealanders probably claim that, you know, there's a running joke that like, oh we're all cousins, you because know, he's because he's Maori, he's moldy and uh um, yeah, 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 you yeah. know, so like we're pretty proud of him, you know, of for, like for what he's done. Like he's sort of taken the world by storm with a lot of his films. So. Yeah, and he's
0: like extremely talented. Yeah. So Yeah. Was it Jo was it JoJo?
1: Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit. That thing <laughs>
0: Did you like the movie?
1: I enjoyed, I loved it. <sighs> I loved it. Loved it was it so, so brilliant. So and brilliant. I, I love here, uh, you see like interviews of him and they're like, I think it was um, Jimmy Kimmel something mm. like that or something like that. And they're like, how do you pitch that film? <laughs> and he's like, you don't, right. you don't pitch that film. Like, it's such a bizarre concept. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And when I heard it, I was like, oh my God, this guy pulled this off. Like,
0: no, but and, I think I think pro- maybe this is my best guess. What you do is you get Scarlett Johansson on board. Yeah, yeah, you give her like the gist of things. You get her on board. Maybe you let her read the script and she likes it, and you get her like mm. on fucking board. Mm. And then you ask for a small amount of money. Yeah, you don't ask for a hundred billion because it's an out there concept, and you get totally. what you get. And yeah. you pay her her money, and then you make the movie, right? And yeah, I think that's how. Yeah. I'm always trying to guess how these things go down, cause like sometimes things get greenlit and I'm like, what the
1: fuck? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you're like
0: super impressed by like, how did they get that made? And yeah. then other times you're like, why did they make that piece of <laughs> shit?
1: Like who decided that was a good idea? Yeah, yeah. So I'm always I've watched a to few films it. like that recently, of but course. I'm not going to name them. Out of
0: course. Of <laughs> no, well, you know, yeah. uh, I mean, the, the thing with the big movies these days, it, it seems more and more like there are good parts to movies. And a lot of them are shit. Yeah. Or they're... The quality has dropped. I feel like it's
1: I quantity, not quality these days. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't know. I was, I was born in 89. So growing up in the 90s, like, my first love was Jurassic Park. Like, Spielberg. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, st- you know, I was watching the old VHS of Star Wars. And mm. Matrix, you know, was in, I think, 97 or 99. I can't remember. So, like, really awesome summer blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And I... I just feel like because it was a what was it, a different business model back then. It was it was just it was a ticket based business model, and now it's like a subscription based thing. So it seems like they're just like let's just pump these streaming services with a lot of content, and you yeah. can watch a bunch. And
0: there's some of that. I think they're figuring it all out. It's just yeah, I don't know. Almost in a certain way, it's like the music business when like Napster came along yeah right it's like they had to start Just readjusting yeah. how the, the business was and mm. then you know yeah. all the streamers have done a similar thing in a certain way and mm. I don't think besides Netflix I don't think any of them make money yeah wow. so they're all like is
1: Netflix profitable now has been yeah right Well,
0: wow. I don't know about like right this minute yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know how profitable I don't uh, pay tons of attention to them but like I do know that most of them, they're all like part of their business model is we're working to make our streaming service profit, you know, profitable yeah. eventually. Yeah. It's like, oh, we're currently losing a billion dollars a year. And okay. <laughs> well, they all need to be in the space, they think. So yeah. like spend all the money and whatever, yeah. which I'm sure they do. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, there were plenty of shitty movies when you, you know, in 1999 too. Yeah. But, um
1: i don't know it seems like different. there's just an explosion of content like with covid and everything, oh there's definitely that yeah
0: specifically tv yeah tv it's more yeah. more series than yeah than um yeah well, a lot of features too. Mm. but if you have your if you have your way where will you end up tv features what
1: oh man i'm i'm just happy to be I, I love operating so i'd love to you know i'm not Qualified to be an A cam operator yet? I'm not confident that, but yeah, if I can be an A-cam operator, do mm-hmm. A cam operator doing cam on like a show like HBO, maybe TV's more where I should be. You think so? I don't know. Is there
0: like, have you done features as an operator yet?
1: I've done one or two. Okay, um, but mostly TV, which I'm used to that sort of faster pace. Um, but yeah, I'm just keen to be a camera operator and help tell some cool stories. Um, cool, like talking to neil bryant the other day about yeah. last of us and i've spoken to another operator um Tanya Mara Mar from the uk of like with house of the dragon um i don't know hbo just seems like
0: neil owes me because i <laughs> i should have done that show and Ooh. yeah well he was supposed to get the call and then call me and say like hey sorry i'll give you this and i was supposed to go do it wow but he didn't accomplish that he <laughs> fucked off and he told me he didn't tell me anything, and he just went and did it. And then after, he's like, "Oh yeah, I worked on that." And I'm like, "I was supposed to work on that." Nah. No, anyway, uh, we were talking before. I'm like, "I like the video game a lot," which you did as well. Yeah, I love. It was that brilliant, game. like yeah. one of the best ever. And then, are you liking the show? Oh, I love it so much. I didn't think I could ever love it this much because Same. the because Same. the game's so good. And you're like, "Well, they'll do their best at it." And there's good people making it. Really good people. Mm. So you're like, "It's gonna be good." Yeah. But it's better than I expected. Yeah. And what you episode three,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: like the one off episode. Oh man, brilliant <sighs> with Nick, uh, uh, Nick Offerman. And, oh, uh, absolutely, brilliant. and uh, Marty, um, or no, what's his name? Shit, he's an Aussie, no, yeah, he's an Australian um, actor. Yeah, he was brilliant.
1: Why can't I think of him? I don't know. His
0: name. <laughs> I'm terrible. Oh, uh, anyway, you
1: asked me cinematographers and operators, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might be able to know. Names. Well, did you, wa-
0: right. did you watch White Lotus?
1: no i haven't watched white lotus but oh. he's in it as well right yeah, he he's, is. I've heard he's it's brilliant
0: first season he's great yeah he's unbelievably yeah guy came out of nowhere seemingly yeah but anyway that episode and i don't know i don't know what they're saying about it here but they're talking about in the u.s is like maybe one of the best episodes of tv this yeah. century yeah um, yeah
1: well, I mean, well like all the from the comments i'm reading online is like yeah you got a few sort of sort of bigotry and stuff like that but most of it's positive like there's like people just saying oh
0: and- oh oh the oh some of the comments are right, right, right yeah, yeah but most of it's
1: positive like
0: god who has the balls to do that now you gotta be a real asshole <laughs> you know what i mean every With cancel culture these well, days pe- no but <laughs> people are so accepting of people now like yeah it is 20 and understanding is like yeah they have a life that they enjoy and love and love each other yeah who gives a fuck yeah doesn't affect my life
1: exactly they don't hurt anyone
0: right or anyway
1: (laughs) but yeah last of us um it was interesting you know i'm a huge fan of the game i remember playing the first one and i waited years and years for the second one to come out and i don't even play video games anymore but i was like as soon as the second one came out i dusted off the playstation and i was like i'm playing this thing okay we have a similar thing because what the game came out in like what 19 Twenty nineteen, the, the 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 second, the second one? one, yeah. Sorry, oh uh, yeah, whatever happened. But basically, well, first I, one came out in thirteen. I think, yeah, that's right? right. Yeah, dude, I was at film school in Sydney, and me and this other guy, Alex, who's an Play operator, night, right, yeah. he's an operator in Auckland. Oh. We were living together, we're like you know, flatmates, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, housemates. Yeah, we would stay up late playing this game, Last of Us, swearing our heads off, grown ass men, like twenty four years old, just like. <laughs> scared shitless because of this you know these infected these clickers are running around and, and I was this girl like, who's not that scared yeah <laughs> right yeah. and i was like this is one of the best video games or best stories i've ever seen so it was interesting when they said they were bringing out a series because i've been so disappointed with things like resident evil and mm-hmm. all these other times where they've mm-hmm. changed a the video game into mm-hmm. a tv series and you're like they're not going to do a great job of it and right this has been the complete opposite. Well, I
0: went. I went and bought a PlayStation Five because the show was coming out. <laughs> so I was like, "And there's the Last of Us Two video game. I better go play that." So I, I haven't finished it yet, but I've been playing that. A are you been bit playing too. it? Yeah, but I didn't buy the original. I should play the original again. What do you thought without
1: spoiling it? Do you like part the second three? one?
0: Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's oh, not as good, but it's pretty good. Oh, Did you yeah. like it? I loved it. Yeah, yeah, I loved yeah, yeah,
1: it. yeah. Like I think it's just brilliant, brilliant writing. Really, it's really um, great writing brilliant writing and direction and performance and and just shows that like video games you know i think when the video game industry came along in the late 80s 90s Mm -hmm. people were like scoffing at it as Mm -hmm. a as an industry for kids yeah exactly Mm -hmm. it was disregarded but it's a it's an amazing medium and Mm -hmm. it it just shows that good storytelling can transfer across one medium to the other different experience for the audience well the art's
0: also beautiful yeah like the way they've uh, animated the game and everything is oh man, really nice. Yeah, those
1: cutscenes, like yeah. yeah, they look
0: great. I mean, ugh. so within the PlayStation Five, I got Call of Duty too, because why not? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played that in years and years and years. Classic. Yeah, but you watch that thing and the cutscenes, like they cut real footage with non-real footage, and sometimes I'm like, oh, right, okay, really, really. Yeah, what what Call of Duty is this? The I'm new, out of the loop. The very new one. Oh yeah, I'm out of the loop. I'm it's the loop. Cr- it's crazy.
1: It's yeah. really great. It's beautiful. Yeah, right. Really beautiful. I played that many shoot 'em ups, Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield. I've no, seen. I used to <laughs> back. In the, I used to back
0: in the day, but I um, but I you know I just kind of haven't in a while. Not mm. that I grew out of it. I always like them. It's just you, certain parts of your life you dedicate certain time to this or that or the other depending on what's going on whether Mm. you're working crazy hours or you're not yeah yeah so um but anyway no I've I've taken the time to like check out The Last of Us again the show is so good and I've only at this point seen like six maybe five I don't know if it's 8 or 10, or that's normally what they do, it's an, right? It's a nine-episode uh, oh, so nine, season. nine, okay. Um, so, I'm a few from the end. Yeah. So, they've
1: just done eight, and uh, the last one's coming out next week. So. Oh, so
0: perfect. When I get back to town, they'll all be out on HBO Max. Yeah. They play them here on what, Binge?
1: Binge, yeah. <laughs> I so, kept
0: seeing in the airport all these advertisements for Binge, The Last yeah, of Us, Binge.
1: Binge, yeah. So, basically it's
0: a similar they, yeah. you don't have you HBO know rupert, or... murdoch? rupert murdoch rupert murdoch never heard of him
1: <laughs> <laughs> well he owned he used to run Foxtel, which was like cable television and they kind of own the rights to hbo okay. so we haven't been able to get hbo max we can't get hbo what do you mean
0: max they special. own the rights to hbo what's that mean
1: oh i don't know whatever whatever HBO <laughs> oh so they produces. have some
0: deal with hbo yeah. to distribute here yeah
1: okay or so, Warner Brothers actually probably probably Warner, that Warner Brothers that makes sense yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so anything that, okay. that's produced by they HBO has to come okay. through Rupert Murdoch and Pinge uh, and, right. and stuff like that so cool well I hope that's right I'm pretty sure it's right <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> no that's fine they own so much media shit you never know oh yeah. well so so many of these things are like weirdly interconnected and making shows for this at that, that and whatever and then if you get around the world they're literally like oh they don't even have this, they don't mm, have mm. that they don't have h b o max whatever yeah, like yeah, so it ends up other places you're like this is how these people get so rich, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean like there's totally. there's a place everywhere to distribute this stuff, yeah, <clears throat> content is great anyway, mm. as far as making cash, but um hey man i've I've enjoyed picking your brain and chatting you up and getting to know you a bit, yeah you're a nice pleasure. fella I huh. think you're gonna I think you're gonna have a, a good career cause you got a great attitude and um, oh thanks mate yeah. and, a, and a good spirit <laughs> and uh <laughs> and a willingness to have a bourbon with yeah, you yeah exactly
1: I think <laughs> cheers, cheers to you
0: <laughs> Well, and man, I think that's a great place to end it yeah for thanks sure. man yeah well if I really, if
1: pr- I'm ever in LA let's I'll, I'll have to buy you a bourbon so
0: you sure will <laughs> <laughs> no you know it's good because this almost didn't work out and you almost couldn't do it yeah and then last minute i'm glad you got back in touch because the schedule here was kind of fucked and yeah. i don't think we would have been able to do another time
1: totally so. well you know the way the way you were like ah, oh, that doesn't work and i was it's so funny because the guy i was doing a podcast with a guy who's interesting guy he Was mm-hmm. at, um are we still recording oh we? yeah, yeah <laughs> we're still recording oh anyway he was like uh he's a post guy who's a vfx supervisor and oh then he cool t- um then went to directing car ads and then <laughs> he went to becoming a drone operator like one of australia's best drone yeah complete okay change of departments that's weird anyway so i couldn't uh oh, but we he were gonna interview on you. him today and then he ha- he had something on so we had to move that but yeah. i'm glad i got to come chat with you so it worked out perfectly yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> tell him it was worth it yeah <laughs> Whatever he had to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Uh, we'll we'll go drink and we'll, but we'll cut this off now. All right, right? right. sounds good. Thanks a <laughs> lot.
1: <laughs> Cheers, man.
0: Thanks to LT for being a fun guest. Thanks to Walter Claussen for their support. Thanks to Jeff Ilgenfritz for the music, and thanks to you for listening. And please check out patreon.com/slash/WalkingBackwards. And help support the show. This show is free for you, but not for me. It's expensive to create and host online. And uh, Patreon is just a way of offsetting some of the costs. Okay, so that's everything. See you next time.